All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's Wednesday's episode of Top Tier Podcast. Today is August 17th, 2022. We're back to bring you that hot fire, that sauce, that secret sauce, that Krabby Patty secret formula, whatever you need. My name is Pale Poppy. That's a uh, chosen one. What it do? We're back to give you this week's this week's episode. See, you had a little tongue twister there. <laughs> All right. Trying to mix it up on these on these on these intros. Yeah, get the intro going. You know, get a little get a little rhythm going. You got to get us into a lather here. Bring that energy, baby. All right, uh, let's hop right into it. Um, we have a little goofy topic to begin with. I low key want to start with the whites of TikTok over the Draymond Green topic. The whites, the whites I, of TikTok. Because I just kind of want to go right into that. I, I just feel like I need to get something off my chest with that one. So we recently okay. saw a TikTok video of some white. <laughs> some white. Of some you know how, white. You know how they say the blacks. Yeah, exactly. Black. <laughs> the blacks. Of some white. Uh, and she was mistaken. Okay. I don't know what it was. I don't, I don't know if it's a, a, a disorder that she might have. Maybe she's lacking a few brain cells or something. I'm not sure what it was. But she thought it was okay to make some handmade it looked like it was probably like two feet long. Some two yeah, foot long like... handmade cloth for wiping the shit from your ass. Yeah, it was like it was like a roll of like reusable toilet paper. Like it was like each it had like you can pull off a piece and just wipe your ass. And then she was like, it just folded over like this for cleaning for later. Mm-mm-mm. Like it was normal. Like it was like it didn't even seem like it was for TikTok clout. It was just we use disposable. We we have disposable toilet paper rolls around you here that stupid. we individually clean and ship things off of. Mm-mm-mm. I've never seen anything like it. There seems to be a trend happening on TikTok of white people showing us how fucking foul they can be <laughs> in their day to day lives. What the hell is going on? Have has it always been I don't this know, way? Dude. Maybe it's, you know, like internet brings us all closer. I mean, it divides us, but it, uh, let's just cap it. It divides us, but at the same time, we get a really nice look at each other. Because people, there's always going to be people, uh, different groups willing to expose the dirty laundry. So I think Literally. what we're seeing here is just people <laughs> just not giving a fuck. She thought that she was helping people. That's the only reason why you share this, bro. If you, because if you knew it wasn't okay. Or chasing and trolling. There ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no way someone just come. You think I, she. I can't really tell, like. It, I can believe. Don't get me wrong. I can believe it, but I also can see it being cloud chasing and trolling. Man, these white people ain't cloud chasing. See, because it began with the whites of Twitter or the whites of TikTok exposing themselves for not taking showers. That's what it began with for me. Yeah, that was the first thing. Because we saw it was Ashton Kutcher's nasty ass. It was Mila Kunis's nasty ass, and they were talking about, oh yeah, we don't shower our children. Uh, We don't. We don't shower every day ourselves. He was Ashton Kutcher was like I might I might hop in the shower I might hop in the shower, you know, and clean my crotch. Hose my hose myself down. A I little said, bit. nigga, not, not like a real shower, just like after a while you you smell icky. You need a hose down. Nigga, you how do you like feel? A deep thorough cleaning with soap. Can you imagine how you feel? Ugh. You out you out and about, just walking around in your daily life. Like laying down in your in your hot bed for eight hours, and you gonna wake up 
and not fucking shower, nigga? Dude, dude, I feel nasty just end of the day. If I sweat, period. But, like, if I sweat any capacity or I was somewhere without a lot of AC, I was on the sun, I just, it just grosses me out. I just get the creeps. You know, if I'm, like, especially after working out, like, I got to hit the shower immediately. There's, I cannot just come home and just do other stuff. I have to get the showering. But people just don't care. So I saw it first with that. That's what led, that's what led the tread. Or the trend, I mean. That's what brought all... And then all of these other whites... <laughs> it just it just opened the floodgates. And all of the other whites, all the other nasty ass ones came out. It was like, oh, yeah, like, let's... I'm going to show you how I cook. Let me show you how I work in the kitchen. And, of course, we already knew that white people oh don't... Oh, my God. We already knew white people don't season. We knew just that. Just a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of mayonnaise, salt, and if, if we're lucky, pepper. But... If you're lucky, some pepper. Niggas recipes, my guy. For y'all, you sent me a whole bunch of videos too about. For y'all to be the ones that was in the house, I'm talking about slavery times. For y'all to be the ones that was in the house with all the good recipe, I mean, all the good food, all the good resources, which doesn't even make any sense. And ingredients, y'all couldn't come up with nothing better than some. All the seasoning, all the seasoning, all the your cooks or the black folks who were really inventing that that fire, that southern culture food. And what what the fuck like you see me that video where the lady was like she took like some raw meat I don't like she took like raw meat and like put like it was like mixing it with all kinds of weird shit and just threw it in the oven like y'all couldn't come up with anything better than fucking boiled chicken you couldn't season that joint seriously oh yeah 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 no seasoning just she just threw it in a pot and boiled it I saw a woman put, literally put some veggies in there and then served it yes. I saw a woman literally, literally boiled chicken in water, mind you. I mean, if you put it in some broth, sure, you know, you, you may, maybe you make that into a soup or some shit. Who knows? But this nigga or this woman, this white nigga, <laughs> this white nigga literally boiled chicken and then poured rice into it and then poured like, yeah, some type of like vegetable medley inside of it. Like, nigga, What? Yeah. And then serve that to your children? No wonder why y'all be out here shooting up the schools, man. Because y'all ain't oh y'all God. ain't getting fed at home. But y'all hormonally thing, imbalanced. Like, <laughs> like in my household, like I'm known for being a decent, decent at seasoning, but I don't really think it's like I don't I don't think it's there's no genius to it. It's just like these com you're making this kind of dish, these combination of seasonings may taste good, or like I like garlic. I'm drenching garlic, I'm putting paprika, I'm putting old bay, because I love old bay. Bay onion powder, mm-hmm. maybe some some Cajun seasoning. It hits. I don't know what's I don't know what's difficult about that. It ain't difficult. They just don't have the knowledge. They don't have the text. What, there's no. I don't know what the what the knowledge. But I grew up in it. Like my mom's like seasoning cabinet. She literally it's like full. Like this big ass cabinet that just literally has like over a hundred different seasonings. I'm serious. So maybe it's just because I grew up in I don't even use most of them. I only use like five out of like the hundred that's in there. See, black people, we came up with the index. We have the ancient text. We have the, the great book of how to cook. You understand me? <laughs> but we've talked about this before. Like people talk about like, and this is just, this is not even white people. This is like everybody. Like people will talk about, well, I don't know how to cook. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of get like, if you never... If you never learn how to crack an egg, like you never knew, like all right, like like I hit the side of the pan, it has a little indent, and then you just like you just 
crack it like this, mm -hmm. and it's in there, right? If you never learned that, I get it, but YouTube University, there's no excuse, right? Like, really, it's YouTube University. I don't, I don't, I call bullshit on you not knowing how to cook. Even if, even, even if you don't know how to season, you know how to throw it on the grill, you know how to watch for it, oh, it's brown on both sides, oh, let me check the center, oh, there's no more red, right. good. You can eat it. I don't know what's so hard about that. Niggas just don't know. And you see, whites, you see, this is what you get. This is what you get for enslaving us because we were the ones that was cooking y'all the meals. If y'all would have got your asses in the kitchen, maybe you might know how to do some shit in there. Maybe you might know how to chef it up. Instead, y'all just had to guess. <laughs> I but think like this is how they did it. I think, they, I think the blacks the just dipped it. The appropriating goes so deep that I don't even know why they, they haven't like, oh, my God, this is paprika. <laughs> oh, my God, this is Cajun seasoning. This is a discovery. Like, I'm surprised <laughs> we haven't gotten to the point where they're just like, we see it on TikTok, they're like acting like seasoning is like a whole new, like, didn't they fight wars over pepper? I like, thought I so. I, I thought that's so. That's what I thought. But that's why, I, that's why I said earlier, it's like a whole bunch of mayonnaise, salt, and maybe some pepper. Maybe. White niggas maybe was like, white niggas got in the kitchen for the first time and was like, what is this, a herb? <laughs> What is this you call seasoning? But, you know, like, and like speaking on like whites on Twitter, it like reminded me of a topic. Hmm. Um, still related, still whites on Twitter, where it was like there's a lot, a lot of black people who are like really pissed off right now because they're like white sororities during Rush Week, or like doing like black sorority, like black, stepping, black Greek life stepping and dances and dancing and Mary J. Blige and just full on cultural <laughs> appropriation. I saw a video before I got on, and I was like, "Is that that? That might be. This is related." I thought about. It, I was like, "So what is it? Like, so you you appropriate that, but you won't appropriate some seasoning." I, but I mean, you I'm, won't I'm appropriate seasoning. I'm done. Nah, they they scared of the seasoning, but they could do they could do all this because there's no rhythm to that. There's no rhythm to that. That seems but random. It's like, to them. But you you could tell the dancing doesn't have any seasoning either. Like, <laughs> it's like robotic. Like, it's like. It's like very emulated. Like they didn't add anything to it. They just robbed it. They say, "Go Jennifer, go Jennifer, yes, go Jennifer, <laughs> go Regina, yes, Regina." I'm weak. They couldn't appropriate any seasoning. Yo, are we ever gonna talk about how the fuck Colonel Sanders' white ass is the most popular fried chicken brand? Because he stole it from probably a slave in America. What? What he the hell? What is a kernel? He, he stole it from a slave. He stole the recipe. Did he seriously? I'm pretty sure. That's the history? That's a rumor. I, I, I don't remember. We're going to preface it as that's a story I heard growing up that I believe because shit gets stolen from us all the time. That needs to be in the boondocks of just because, you know, the, the, the story is that he like got a hundred no's before he finally got one yes <laughs> when he was trying to fund his, his business. They need to make a boondocks skit of Colonel Sanders going around just trying to pitch his shit to all these white boardrooms and them niggas talking about <laughs> just laughing out the room white people don't know how to fry chicken <laughs> I'm done. but that's that's a very boondocks -esque. it is yeah that story is hilarious when you just Rest think about peace, boondocks man the like, fact shit. that white there is the most popular fried chicken brand is a white man but pancakes have black women on it <laughs> But rice, Jemima. but rice has a black man on it. Come and I on. still call it Jemima, even though I shouldn't. Like I was the other day, I was like, past the Jemima, and they're like, you mean the Miller Company? It was like something Miller Company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I was like, I'm, I'm like, pass the Jemima. Like, <laughs> Jemima was like, you mean the, you mean the Miller Company? Something Miller Company? Is she still like, uh, no, Jemima? <laughs> is the bottle still in her figure? It's the same bottle, bro. They just changed it. They just changed the label name. They said, keep that nigga on the bottle. No, keep that nigga on the bottle. They didn't say what. They didn't say with the soft A. I can promise you that. <laughs> they said it with the hard R. Oh my God! Like hard, hard rock without the 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 OCK. The hard rock without the OCK. Hard rock without take out the OCK and say it again. Hard rock. No. It's just hard R. Oh, okay, it okay, corny. okay. It was corny. It was corny. <laughs> I saw a meme that was like really funny, but like, it's, like some shit is so corny, it's actually funny. For like, some reason, I was thinking of so, cock. It's so corny, it's actually funny. For some reason, uh, I was thinking of cock. Cock. That's a funny word. I know you feel about that word, or like cuck. Cuck like, is hilarious, like, bro. It's such a like vile word, but it's hilarious. It took me a minute to get used to saying that word. But I heard you say it literally an infinite amount of t- an infinite amount of times. Yeah, I started saying it like, during the pandemic when we play Apex and we would come across like some cucks. Like I just had to start niggas, using like, it. Literally, I, I just started using it. You know, there's something I say it all the time, but there's really something about those c words where that it, it just feels super aggressive. It just feels aggressive, cuck. You know, I feel like you're 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 trying to you're trying to be aggressive towards me. That I feel I take offense to the word cuck. If you call someone well, a I cuck, I saw this meme that kind of talked about that too, where it was like I think it was like a black woman, and she was like, when I think of the word cock, I think of a white man. When I think of a black man, I think dick. Like you get what I'm saying? Like I feel like cuck, like it make, like cuck is the same thing. I don't know what the the counterpart is. When you think cuck, you think of a white man or cunt. Or, or same thing. It's the same, you know, the C words. They just like, they're very aggressive. Or cracker. <laughs> or cracker. Like, you know, you, you but you, what is it, what is it all kind of relating to? Because when you think of like the cuck category on like a porn hub, who's the cuck? <laughs> it's a white man. And the, and the dude fucking his wife is, is a black man. Typically. Is that you, black? Like, you know what I mean? Like it, the, the hard C words. That hard C, I'm done. That uh, hard C, <laughs> which is a double entendre, kind of. It is a double entendre, definitely is. Oh my god, the whites, man, the whites. But see, like people, and that's another thing about like that whole thing is like you never hear anybody say like they'll say a black. Like there's this like Mexican rapper, I forget what his name is. I think it's like Smiley Blue or something like that. Selly Blue. Who? He was like. There was some, like, I don't remember his name, but he was running around not too long ago, and he was talking about, like, I wouldn't sign to a black. I wouldn't sign. Remember, this dude's running around with gold chains and tattoos, and he's running around. He wants to be a 90s gangster rapper, but he's a racist. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that goes back to that whole cultural appropriation thing. But back, I'm not going to get too on that, but, like, he said a black. Like, you never hear anybody say a white. The whites. We say the whites all the time. They always say white people. I, I don't. I've we never do. Heard we actually, say yeah, you're right. People. You're right. But with us, they just dehumanize us by just saying a black. Like you're not a human. That 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 that's a Negro. That's a monkey. A black. Oh, there goes those blacks. You know what I mean? With this, the same little hateful face. Like, whenever you see like a racist get arrested, you just be like, 
they he aggregate. Dude. They he aggregate. Look at the dude. You can tell he's racist. He's just like. <laughs> he's just like some dude has some like fucked up like deranged face. Like, like he he came out the womb and his dad was like, "Stay away from those niggers." Oh my goodness. He's like, "Yeah, niggers." That, that face just locked in. He's just like, "Yeah, niggers." <laughs> he just walks around. He just has his face is. You can just tell he's racist. I promise you, we are not that racy. I promise you. But, we, like, nobody... People in the black community are not raised with hate. Nobody in the black American community... Let me preface that. Nobody in the black American community is like, stay away from those whites. Don't, don't, don't associate with those Latinos. Nah, it's just the police. Oh, it's just the police. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just the police. Please creep me the fuck out, man. That's because they'd be walking have, around like they, they always got their hand next to their gun, bro. If they just walked around with their hands up, <laughs> then there would be no, there would be no, viol- I wouldn't feel yeah. violated. Have you ever had like a crazy run-in with the police? Nothing crazy. I have been pulled over. I haven't stopped uh, by the police when I was in, I think I was either in sixth or, no, I think I was in seventh grade. I was in seventh grade and I was just walking home and, uh. There was just a, I guess the cop followed me into my apartment complex because how the fuck else would they get in? And she stopped me and then she was like, uh, let me, uh, let me get your name. Uh, where are you coming from? And then the, she hit her on the walkie. She was like, oh yeah, like the, she fits, he fits the description, like gray jeans. Oh my God. I guess somebody stole from someplace. I, I don't know. Uh, but I just got randomly stopped. Nigga probably just followed me. It's time to knock on wood. It's time to knock on just got targeted yeah i mean i've had i've had one like interaction knock on wood one interaction where it was like i was in college i was fucked up underage too i was like 19 four in the morning i'm like beyond blitz cross faded i'm walking home walking home crossing the street crossing the street cop comes in he's like how you doing man how's your night going he wanted to have a whole conversation but that's the thing, when the cops pull up, bro, like, sober up, blood alcohol level just drops on its own. I don't know if it's just me. Were you starting the Yes Master? I'm not, no, I wasn't tap dancing. I just said, I'm doing okay, cool, 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 all right. I went about my day. So I got lucky in that. But I've had some, like, close calls. Like, um, I have some, I've had some close calls. Like I'm one of my homies, he like he's like an actor. He does, like, like theater. He does, mm-hmm. like, like, theater. And he, he goes, he does theater, like, these, like, bougie kind of theaters like in, in Beverly Hills and we go support him all the time and he you know we pulled up one time and we're walking in and the cops just like they pulled up and they slowed down and the dude's just like his partner's just looking out the window like Negroes <laughs> you can just see it on his face Negroes Negroes oh my god you can just see it on his face and we just look at like me, me and him like we haven't even talked about it yet we both are individually just looking at this guy like he's making that much of a face it's like we we just we just we're just going to see a play, man. That's a scene straight out of a '90s Compton flick, mm-hmm. straight up out of like Boys in the Hood. Mr. <laughs> Society, I love that movie. I'm, I got the I got the, the hoop and the stud like Kane. Nigga, nigga was inspired. I mean, I mean the movie is interesting. I just like the look. I like the hoop for the bottom lobe and the stud for the upper lobe. Just yeah, I'm gonna get mine. I'm gonna get mine too. You were recently asking me. I think that was yesterday. You were asking me what I thought was t- 
too far? You say, how do you say it? You say what? What is too yeah, far? Yeah, that's a good topic. What do you think is like for a straight male? Like, what is too far in terms of piercings? In terms of too far, meaning like, like you, and there's nothing wrong with that. But let me just preface it. Like, if you're gay, if you're a gay man and you have a lot of piercings, that's cool. Well, that's, what I'm I mean, saying we already know is, that. We know that. I'm just, I'm just prefacing it for the audience. You know, because you, you got to be clear. But I'm just saying, mm. what do you think is too far for a straight male? Like, there would be... To where the, gr- the the lines start to get become a little bit more gray? Where the line starts to be going to blur. In terms of sexuality. Like people see you, and they can't really ascertain. You, know? you might be expressing some more than just cis-hetero male, is what you're saying. Right. Uh, I, think that, I, I think as long as you don't have, like nipple piercings honestly i think pretty much anything else goes i I honestly don't think piercings i think piercings in and of themselves kind of are a statement of more of a unique eclectic person so when when you feel that artsy vibe from somebody as long as centric or like eclectic what did i say eclectic i mean it's eccentric that's what i meant eccentric if it what was I saying? As long as you're not like rocking, like you're at the beach shirtless with some nipple piercings, most people, and even I've seen straight dudes with nipple piercings. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't think there is a line you can cross. Maybe a belly button piercing. Like, what would you say if you saw a nigga, <laughs> a nigga smooching down his girl, but he had a belly button piercing? You would be like, huh? I wonder I if he's bi. He was, I probably think he was bi. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the belly bad. button. Cause I, I'm, cause honestly, yeah, I've seen like, I've seen dudes with, uh, with the nipple piercings in there, straight as an arrow, so. But my thing is, like, because we have dudes now who wear, like, the dangling earring. I mean, I have a cousin. Ooh, he doesn't have, like, he kind of has that dangling, but it doesn't have the chain. Like, it's like a lot of dudes have it, like, it's down here. Like, the, the end of it is down here. I have a cousin where he has a ring and has another ring and then has a cross. There's no, like, link to it. Mm-hmm. But... You know, and that looks really cool. He has it in one ear. It looks really cool. And if you're watching it, shout out. Shout out to him. But um, I think the dangling earring was such a step. You really can do whatever you want. That's my opinion. At this point, if you want to just ta- you want to just go crazy on an ear. No one's going to say leave. anything. No one's going to say anything because I see dudes all the time with the single dangle. Like the single dangle, like the single dangle for the longest time was had, was was associated with being very feminine so jumping from a stud or maybe two to dangle i feel mm-hmm. like you can you can get a ring up here you can pierce i don't even know what this is it's a little nub right here it's the like nub. A nub near ear hole i mean you can do whatever you want in to your do. ear hole um, <laughs> um i want i really i want a stud i'm not gonna lie one one day i'm gonna no stud or it's, it's one or the other i'm not gonna do both or i kind of want an eyebrow piercing, but I don't know. Some I saw something that scared me where it was like if it gets infected, like it's too close to your brain, like go to the hospital. And I'm like, I don't think I'm like consistent enough with the upkeep of my piercings to like to do something like that, and that kind of scares me. For which piercing? Um, like an eyebrow piercing. Is that more intense upkeep or something? I mean, I I mean, I just looked into it and I saw a post on Reddit where a lady like she had it was really infected and it was just like all over her face. Ew. And they were like, "You need to go to urgent care." Like, damn, for real? Yeah, it was like the infection is like too close to your brain. It's very dangerous. That kind of scared me. I know that might be just a freak. Too close to your case. brain. 
What the fuck happened? Because I mean, it can spread. So. She white. Um, I think she's white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas gonna think we hate white people. I mean, we just we're just Jonesing. I'm I just mean, Jonesing. Like, I'm just I'm just I, Jonesing. I mean, after 400 years of. And, and today, still doing sl- shady, systemic, race, systemically racist shit, I can crack some jokes. Okay, yeah, you let, can't though. Let me get that shit. But off. I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, let me get. That I can shit crack off. some jokes. I mean, that's the bare minimum. I still haven't got my reparations. The bare minimum. So, I can crack some jokes, right? You got to be careful though, or we gonna get in that ass. Who me? No, I've said not you. <laughs> I said white folks. You got to be careful. I mean, I can crack some jokes. I'm not gonna go too far. You got to be careful, though, because people will get in your ass. It may not be me, but people will get in your ass, and they will send it to your boss. Pause. We see it. I mean, it is it is pause, but it isn't pause. Because uh, you, knew, you knew what I meant by that. I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Um, Let me play a transition. But I think, I, mean, I want to say one more thing, but I think another piercing that I don't really know, but I just, I question these guys, mm. the dudes who get the dick piercing. See, I was thinking I it. I just it. didn't want to go there. I was thinking it. I just didn't want to go there. But I think that's like I think that's the one. I mean, that's that's past that's past the dangling earring. That's past you, all of them. That's past all of them. Cause you see a point, like Nigga. two or three gens from now, where it's just like that's oh. the thing. Like I just got my cock pierced. My robotic cyber 2100 cock pierced. Like I don't know. Nigga, what? Took his glasses off. Nigga, what? No, I, you said I said like three generations from now. That's that's what I said. That's only like what sixty years. So what are we in three thousand? Cyberpunk twenty seven. Damn near, damn near in three thousand. That's 3, beyond that. That's in the, that's in the eighties, the twenty eighties. But I'm saying like late twenty eighties, early twenty nineties. Oh, what am I talking? About? I'm talking about some three thousand. Nigga, do math. Yeah, that's around like around yeah 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 almost the twenty one hundreds. And we talked about that yesterday. Like people are gonna be getting cybernetic enhancements. Of course, somebody's gonna like switch out a cock and then put a piercing. And you know that just sounds sus as hell. And I know it sounds sus as hell, but you know what I'm trying to say. You know what I'm trying to say. But I think that I think that's the one where I. But you wouldn't know. Like if you if you found out. That's pause. Like if you even knew, if you even knew, that's pause. Like a bunch of people might even have one, and you would never know. But if you found out, that would be paused. And I see, I see how you're looking right now. This is a clip. Um, but if you found out, that would be paused. Like that would be paused if you found out. But I, that definitely is that definitely is like that definitely is that line. But I can, I don't know, man. I mean, if the dangling earring. Is in I can see in like a decade, a couple of decades, it being a thing, but it won't be like a because like you wouldn't know. But we can move on from here. I'm gonna save you from yourself out of this shit. Transition us into the next topic. No, what I was saying is, you can hear it now, right? I can hear it. Doesn't this sound like my deep cut from last week or from last pod? It does. It kind of does. It literally sounds like plagiarism. That's why I thought Pharrell produced it. If you listen, I was like, yeah, you already know who produced this one. 
It even has the dun 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 dun. What is the name of this? Who who made this one? What's the name of this one? This is the Neptunes. I'm telling you, I'm I'm probably just out of touch. People be like, what? He didn't know? Yeah, I mean that's a popular song, but you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um anyway. The next uh the next topic we had in store was Draymond Green recently got married. That's good. I'm I'm about to look up who he got married to because I you know I don't know shit about basketball. Yeah, let me but I like trolling though. I love talking I love just saying inflammatory shit and watching people get married. This nigga loves to talk like a bronze sexual. Uh, but I'm going to clap it up for that because good for Draymond Green. You know, every man deserves to have a nice queen in his life. I'm not sure if she's black, though. But yeah, we don't we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> I got to get that drop. The coon chip. Because we say it damn near every single fucking pod. It has to be. We're going we're gonna to add it. <laughs> he got married and, you know, she looks beautiful. Um... They look beautiful together. I can't even tell. She's kind of ambiguous. Oh, she's a black woman. Yeah, you can tell. You think she's black? She's like, a, she's like, she's she might be biracial. Super fair she skin. Might just be light, she might just be lighter skin. But she's, fair skin. She, def, she definitely is mostly black, mostly of African descent, I should say. Mostly, um, but it, you know, I just was like scrolling through some of the pictures on Twitter or whatever, just looking at you know they had LeBron there and you know some of the Warriors players were there and. Uh, they had like Maverick Carter there and shit. Obviously, like they're gonna have, you know, that that what are they called? What's Rich Kleiman's? That's his name. Rich Klein. Rich Paul. What's Rich Paul's uh, agency called? Like, Rich Paul. Yeah, Rich Paul, the the agent, the sports agent. No clue. Damn, what's that shit called? Clutch Sports. That's what it is. Clutch Sports. I knew it was gonna come to my mind. Clutch, clutch Sports. Yeah. You know, they had all the niggas from Clutch there. And they were just vibing, bro. Shit looked expensive as fuck. The nigga had a tower of backwoods. My wedding's gonna be badass. I'm telling you right now. You hear me? The nigga had a tower of backwoods. Even if I don't smoke, I'm gonna have a dad bar in my wedding. Ugh, that's unsafe. Monkeypox. COVID. It might even be worse in the future. I pray to God not. I know. COVID 3.0. But it just got me thinking, like... How old is Draymond Green? Maybe like 33. It looks seems like he's like in his 30s. He's probably 32. He's probably 32. Uh, he's 32. He yeah. It just got me thinking about marriage. You ever think about your wedding? It's it's a trip, man. Cause I've seen so many people I went to college with getting married, man. Like, congrats, man. Like, that's really dope. But it just kind of like. It kind of scares me a little bit because I'm just like, do I want to get married? Will I ever meet somebody? Because all the people I see getting married are like, you knew they was getting married from day one. You know what I mean? Like, mm. and, and I'm like, I don't have that. So does that mean I'm not going to find that? Or it's a stupid mindset. Or do I want that? You know what I mean? Like, it just kind of feels like the dating game these days is just like, it's pointless. Like, I'm not going to find a, a ride or die, like a real ride or die. Like, I'm a ride. I'm going to ride 100% for her. She's going to ride for me. You know what I mean? Like, we just, like, we back-to-back back against the world just throwing throwing blows and winning, you know? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it just seems like a fairy tale. It just seems like a movie. It doesn't feel real. But what do you think? The only reason why it should feel like a fairy tale or like a movie, like it's make-believe, is if you're, what you're looking for is a fairy tale or 
a make-believe story. That's it. What do you most value? Like, what do you think is like? You want a woman. You're you're a straight man. You want a woman. Uh, you don't want to be alone. You're not like a recluse. Right. What do you look for? Like, what's the most important to you? I mean, what do you think is your legacy? To me, the most important things to me is really, you know, she she's financially literate. She's about her business. She's a boss in her own right. Like I'm a boss. You know what I mean? She's she's very caring. She's someone I can really go to. She's she's very nurturing. Mm. Um, but I'm. It's important. We we provide that in supportive, but we provide that. I provide that for her as well. Of course. And you know, of course, I want her to be attractive. But I'm not asking for a ten. I'm asking for like I always say like adjustable six, adjustable seven. Like in terms of the days, face, she's like a. Overall, you know what I mean. Like she's like a six or seven, but like when she goes hard and she boils out, she's like an eight, nine, ten. You know what I mean? Like that's. I'm not asking for a crazy amount. I'm not asking for the world. You know what I mean? Like, right. that doesn't seem like... What I'm asking for doesn't really seem like it's... And she's, like, fiercely loyal. You know what I mean? Same with me. Right. To her. I'm not looking for the world. I'm looking... It just seems... To me, what I'm looking for seems normal. But maybe it's not in this day and age. But what about you? What am I looking for? Mm-hmm. I think for me, and you just... I look for someone who's more in line with my values. And what I value at this current step in my life, at this current stage in my life, is, like you said, financial literacy. But that all of that compiles towards a bigger goal, which is just legacy. Like, I, I just want to leave a legacy, not for the mainstream, not for the crowd, not for society to look and be like, oh, that's Nick Hogan. Not for that. For my children. Like for my, right. for the people that I leave here, I want them to know, cause you know that I have grandparents or actually great grandparents. I have great grandparents who've left a legacy and it's not because they leave a legacy of money. It's not because they leave a legacy of companies and thriving businesses. They literally just left a legacy that was tight knit, tight rooted family. And a piece, a plot of real estate that we just, everyone for the last two, three, going on four generations now, because now me, like the great grandkids, we're having children now. So the last Mm -hmm. four generations, everybody knows this plot of land, their home, everybody knows it. That's their legacy, that home and this great, huge ass family that we all share and spend time with. That's the legacy that they left. So any legacy, really, I per, I'm, I'm mostly want to leave a, a financial legacy. Same. I think that's important to me. So obviously I'm going to need someone who's more of an intellectual thinker. And when it comes to uh, her interest being in finance, her interest being in uh, time management, money management, business, entrepreneurship, things like that, that would all be great. But at the end of the day, just want to leave something behind, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to die and then have children that are just like, all right, well, what now? <laughs> like that doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Like the money's important. Like don't get me wrong. Like I want. I want my kids to be trust fund babies. You know, the bone sheep and swap token, not financial advice. <laughs> Look into it. But you know I, that pops off plus the real estate. I want my kids to be trust fund babies. I want to be taken care of. I don't want to be arrogant like assholes. 
they gotta earn it. You know what I mean? Like they gotta. I'm gonna have the conditions. Like you gotta be as a such and such network before you even get access to the funds. Right. But you know, I think the most important thing is the values. I want to feel like part, a part of me is still living on Earth. Like I want to have a because a, a lot of people don't have bonds with their with their parents. Like a lot of people don't have like you have parents. Y'all like that's your parent, but that's not you guys are not close in any real kind of way. I want to be close enough to my children that I leave a part of my personality with them. Like you just by interacting with them, or oh, those are Elliot's kids. You know mm. what I mean? Like so when I leave this world. I'm still living in some way. Now that's powerful. And hope they pass it on so that I, I keep living in this world in some way, you know? You're passing down your values and your principles, your character traits that you mm -hmm. value and prioritize through them. Right. Almost like genes. Almost like genes, yeah. That's powerful. I've never like heard emotional. anyone say that I feel before. It. I really feel it, like just thinking about it, but. Yeah. Like you just—that's the way to live on, and it depends on what you believe in. I believe in reincarnation, but you know I won't be Elliot, Elliot anymore. You know I'll be someone else. But Elliot's time on this world will not be forgotten. He'll be living through other people. Well, you, you know, know it's I'll crazy. Leave, I left a mark. You know what's crazy about you saying that you believe in reincarnation and having the thought process that you want to essentially take a piece of you and implant it into your offspring. So that way they pass it down and they continue that piece of you. So that way everyone can see it. In a way, I've been thinking about this lately. In a way, that is reincarnation. It, and that's true. That is, in a way, that is reincarnation. Not only are you literally, are they, I should say, not, not only are they literally half of your DNA, your DNA but they also would have everything that you've taught them if you're successful in what you're trying and what you're telling telling me right now if you're successful in that they would be the almost like another embodiment of you you have essentially been reincarnated through them exactly essentially you you've, you've passed it on they have a piece of you you, you continue to live on. and that's the legacy that's, that's the, legacy the legacy right there I think it, and that's like one of my weird hopes about reincarnation is that like I could just get like all this wealth, I get to live like to like two three hundred because of technology. I die, and then I just get reborn in the same family as an only child. I just get them fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I just get to do it again, <laughs> another three hundred years or more. You know what I mean? You like, selfish. You said you want to be an only child, nigga. You selfish. I don't want to share. I'm an only. I'm an only child right now, so. That's, I guess that's the mentality. Selfish, nigga. Like when I was a kid, like when I was a kid, I was like deeply sad about being only child. But now that I'm older, I'm it's like, lonely. I can imagine. Not anymore. Right now, I'm like, damn. Like, of course. Like, I get all, I get, I get all, I get all the attention. I get all the focus. Like, I'm like now. I'm like, 24. I'm like, yeah. Like, of yeah. course, I like being the only child. Like, when I when I hit college, I was like, yeah, being the only child is actually kind of cool because I don't have to split. I don't have to share shit. You don't. It all it's goes online. to you. It's a straight yeah. funnel. It's a straight funnel to you. Literally. I don't have to share a goddamn thing. I like that. Not at all. I don't know why I wanted a, I don't know why I wanted a, a brother, you know what I mean, or a sister. You seen that video that was going around of that bird that was literally you probably have seen other ones too. There's probably other ones that have been shown. But there's a there was like a bird that was like it hatched prematurely mm -hmm. and all the rest of the eggs were still within the shell. And this 
bird literally was like knocking out the other eggs from off of the nest. Oh my god. In order Jesus to preserve Christ. itself. How how on earth is like you know that. Yeah, instinctually. Birds was like super intelligent though, like especially crows. But can't they like not see? Like they don't know what the fuck like how? It should I don't I mean I don't know cuz there there are animals that they can't see as soon as they're born. It has to be some kind of instinct thing, like a runt of litter kind of thing. Because in this sense, maybe if it wasn't born prematurely, it wouldn't be a runt. But now that you're born prematurely, you're on runt status. Even if you weren't going to be, you're on runt status. So it, I guess maybe it just instinctually knows, I got to get these motherfuckers out of here. That's crazy, yo. <laughs> it's like, That's crazy. Imagine being born. Imagine if humans. <laughs> Imagine if, like, the younger child was, like, Yo, nigga, like, I'm sorry, big brother, but I'm gonna have to take this knife. And I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to let I'll at choke it. Choke you in the womb, cause mama is like not doing too well. She got some other disease. Can you imagine? So I'm just gonna have to choke you in the womb. Like, can you? That's crazy. You both in there, and he's like, sorry, bro. Dude, instinctively, that nigga just was like, all right, rest of y'all gotta go. Nigga was literally. I mean, it looked like it was in a tree, like the nest was in a tree. The nigga was literally like. Backing itself up and like pushing out the eggs. I've never seen anything like it. Oh my god. I digress though. Um, so you never like I know it's more common for, you know, at least growing up, you know, you talking to like girls and stuff like that. They always talk about like, oh yeah, like I want my wedding to be. You know, they, they, it's more commonplace for women and girls to speak about their wedding and imagine the wedding and how it would work and the scenario, who they think about marrying and. Who would all be invited? How much they would spend? You know, they do all that shit. Have the whole Pinterest page of mood boards and shit. But we don't really hear conversations of men talking about the wedding. Men talk about the bachelor party, in my opinion. I was just, that was the first thing I thought, like, bachelor party? We're going to have to have it be, like, bachelor party, a day in between to recover, and then the wedding. Why do we displace ourselves from the wedding? Why do we always like? I think that there's some type of programming there. There's some type, maybe not program, but some type of conditioning in which we think that the wedding is for the woman. Why is that? At least in, I mean, in heterosexual I relationships. I don't know. I mean, it kind of feels like it is for the woman, though. The man just kind of feels like he's there. Why is know. that though? Because you guys are both participating. It's fifty-fifty. I don't know, but I've heard people say it before that the wedding is for the woman. It's for like it's like the whole like fairy tale. It's the whole like princess and a frog and some conditioning shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. As I get older, I'm still a young guy, but you know, I'm 24. You know, I think I don't know if I want to get married, but I want children. But that's not a, that doesn't seem like a good comp thing. Two two things to say because it just kind of sounds like you want to be a baby daddy. I, I mean, be a baby daddy either, but like our definitions of like how things work are kind of weird right now to kind of facilitate what I'm looking for. I guess I don't know. Well, what's stopping you from wanting to be married? I think that's the question. Like, I break just, it down. I mean, that, is a, that is a good question. I just don't feel like people are genuine and loyal. I guess I just have trust issues. You know, I just feel like I guess I just don't feel like people are just. I'm going to find someone who is, like, stand-up and genuine and loyal. You know what I mean? Like, 
especially the bone money take off. You know, I keep talking about bone sheep and swap because I'm like a, a super shill. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like someone just wants me for money or someone just wants me for some other thing that has nothing to do with who I really am. I don't know. And just maybe I'm buying into that propaganda, like that manosphere. Because I don't really watch manosphere stuff. I did in the beginning and I kind of realized how stupid it is. Yeah. But I guess I may have that programming where they're just like, they're just like, oh, we're not going to get married. And she's a modern woman this and a modern woman that and a modern woman this. And we, 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 we don't date in America. Stop dating in America. Like, oh you know, I, I think that kind of got in my mind a little bit. Possibly. I would, yeah. I want to get married. I just don't want to get married through a state. That's a, that's my belief. I I'm completely down with matrimony. Completely. I would love to sell it because that's all all matrimony is is just a celebration of uh, an official coupling. Mm-hmm. On more of a it's a higher stakes coupling though. It's a partnership. It's now you guys are infused as one as a unit. But when you get married through the state. They're saying, all right, this is a merger. You know, how we see Disney merge with or buy, buy Fox or how we see a merger between Spirit Airlines and Frontier Airlines. That's a business. That's a business merger. That's what ends it because, I mean, a corporation is viewed as, a, as an independent person in law. There's no difference. To me, it's literally just a business merger. That's a business agreement. So when you see some of these relationships that are super toxic, I'm not going to name names, but you probably know who the fuck I'm talking about, the couple I'm talking about. When you see some of these names where it's like that situation is super, super toxic, and then all the narrative is like, well, yeah, but they've been married a long time, and they know each other, and it's about the money. They stay together for the money. That's the reason. It's because if you break that partnership up, nigga, like imagine if Disney and Fox would just be like, actually, never mind. Like we want to, we want to go our separate ways. That shit would be messy. But that's that cheaper to keeper mentality. Where it's it's like, not that I'm though. Just, no, it's I'll not that. Because you know, we'll just get coffers will get cleaned out. Coffers, he'd be he he get grave. She a grave problem, bro. Like coffers will get clean cleaned out. Tomb tomb will be raided. But he's just, his mentality is just like I'm gonna sleep with him. I'm gonna sleep with. She's going to sleep with whoever she sleeps with, and we're just going to be married on paper, so I don't have to pay shit. I don't think it's that's a cheaper-to-keeper mentality. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's just smarter. It's wiser to keep her. That's what I think. Wiser? Like, like this kind of leans into, like, the open relationship kind of topic, because I, I could never. We start talking about open relationship, like, we, I, we're done. It reminds me of, like, you, like, they were trying to. They were talking about like an open relationship, like Joe Goldberg and, and Love were talking about an open relationship, and mm-hmm. Joe Goldberg was like, "That that's just the beginning of the end." It is the beginning of the end. This is like, y'all are not. Y'all are just married on paper. Y'all are just like people who are just roommates who are married on paper, who go out and have sex with other people. So I'm telling you, bro, it's not about love. Wherever how I don't know how they programmed us into believing that marriage was about love. I don't know how that happened, but marriage is not about love. Yeah, it's typically like a business partnership between families. Because you don't get divorced for love. Yeah. 
It's literally all for business. This is financial. This is a financial agreement. This is my, I'm, I'm signing over my assets to you and you're signing over your assets to me. So that way we can build our assets. We can manage these assets together and possibly buy more or possibly lose. I got into a super philosophical <laughs> point of view from that. That topic was meant okay. to be more fun. <laughs> Definitely. I know, I just, I, that's, that's one of the things I did. I'm a few beers in, and I'm like, you know, when I start, I'm like, a few beers in, I start wanting to talk about deep shit. I start just, you know, look. And I know that Mountain of Blunts topic is funny. Like, I've always imagined, like, if I got, when I was in college, and I, I was just always imagined, like, man, if I just won the lottery, I have a dad bar. I just have like a just a big glob on a Woo. plate. It's a big glob of wax next to a dad bar. People just be handing out joints. Like he seems like he's too old to be doing that at his wedding. But I guess he just is like he just doesn't give a fuck. Clearly, I don't know how they were able. They I guess they if they're in California, it's fine. Yeah, but isn't it like an ounce? It's like the limit. Even I don't, dude. I don't. They're also super rich and they're famous. Who knows? I don't know how the fuck they were able to get away with that. But nigga, you should have invited me. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine how much? No, the, if you see the video, those shits were like professionally rolled. I have never no, they, seen like, backwoods. Look like, they yeah. look like cigars. Yeah. They had the labels on them and everything. I ain't never seen nothing he, like that. He spent money because he must have he must have bought them weed cigars. Them shits probably was like fifty dollars a pop <sighs> or more. I saw some weed cigar in a video that was like they said it was like it burns for like two or three hours. Well, you can just pass around that doesn't mean it like, smokes. And it's, like, and it's like it's like four or five hundred dollars. That doesn't mean it more. smokes for that. I've I've found that premium price pre rolls of any assortment not worth it. We once yeah, got I bought like a joint for like fifteen bucks, but that shit was that shit was crazy. This is like years ago. It'll get you right. It'll get you right, but it's not worth the premium to me. You might as well put that same money towards a little dime bag that you got you about to get, or towards whatever size, whatever capacity you about to well, engage. You should probably in. just get moon rocks because you probably moon rocks is expensive. But moon rocks moon rocks cool. are expensive. I I don't think I've ever smoked moon rocks. Moon rocks is like I think it's like. Top shelf weed mixed with like Keith and it's like cake. And it's wax. caked, literally. Yeah. It literally looks like a little Play Doh ball. Yes. But the, the outside of the ball is like the wax. And the inside of the wax is the Keith. And then inside the Keith is the flower. It doesn't smell as good as Play Doh, though. It smells way better than Play Doh to me, from what I, what I can tell. But it was. Are like, you one of the weird wax, ones like, who doesn't think Play Doh smells good? I, don't, I used to like Play-Doh, but it used to smell nasty to me. I don't know. I just, oh, something, something no. Like How? Smell like chemicals. Smell like the forever chemicals See, we talked about in the last podcast. You think so? Bro, I think Play-Doh yeah. smells delicious. Play-Doh smells so good, I want to eat it. That's the problem. You, you don't want to eat it. You, just, you know, which is a good thing, because I'm sure there's kids who just don't give a fuck and just eat Play-Doh. But Play-Doh is just always just like the thought of like eating it. I thought if I ate Play-Doh, I would die. Well, you so probably will die. Gotta, the, the smell got associated with like it, the smell just got associated with like stay away. Like it became innate after a while. Like when you see a snake, that genetic like memory comes in. Like that's a spider. 
with, with weird colors. That's a snake. Get away. Like that's in our like we are like programmed to stay away from certain kinds of animals. Like that's just, like that's just DNA memory. That's it could be. DNA. I'm honestly shocked that more kids don't become sick from eating Play-Doh. Honestly, because they have these sets of Play-Doh. Yeah, aren't they non-toxic because they know that? Kids are just not going to give a fuck and eat it. But, nigga, you can't tell me that if you could digest it a whole, like, I don't know. If you made, because, you know, they have sets of Play-Doh food. Like, you can make food from Play-Doh or, like, meals from Play-Doh. Like, play Play-Doh, meals. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised that niggas don't just, like, eat that, like, consume that. I'm sure if you consume a certain amount of Play-Doh, that is shit is bad for you in some capacity. Yeah, definitely. It's probably a, lim a number that, like, they don't expect most people to eat. Like, you would have to get, like, a giant tub of Play-Doh and just be like, hum, 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 just eat the whole, just the whole dive fucking in. thing and then die. But, like, most people are not going to do that. It should probably taste so nasty. There's no way you're going to get through that. You have to. That would be like a, that would be like a really out-of-the-way excruciating suicide, in my opinion. I'm weak. What makes you think they would do that yeah. shit on purpose? Like, some four-year-old kid is like, this is my suicide letter. Just write it in Play-Doh. I highly doubt a four-year-old kid would eat the amount of Play-Doh it would take to kill them. Because it would be so unpleasant. That's what I'm trying to say. That should it's be... Like weed. It's like basically impossible to OD in weed. Like, even if you tried, you couldn't do it. You couldn't smoke the weed fast enough to OD on it. Ugh. I'm sure it's that kind of thing. Ugh, imagine. There's a... There's a theoretical limit to diet overdose on weed, but it's basic. You have to smoke, smoke like hundreds of pounds like in like 10 minutes like to OD on weed. Hundreds of thousands. It's something like that to OD on it. I know that constipation is, is a, that's another level. That's another level of constipation if you're eating some Play-Doh. That shit is literally dough. Like It literally is like... Inedible dough. dough. Chemical, chemical goop. Random chemical... Chemical goop. Chemical I'm shocked, colloid. though. I'm shocked that you are one of the chosen who, <laughs> who is not attracted, just not it's salivating just at the smell. It's me as a kid. Like some, like remember my mom or like somebody at like preschool or like daycare was just like, don't put it in your mouth. But they like really stressing me. Like someone probably said something crazy. Like you put it in your mouth, you'll die. And I was just like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like that's not even valid, but like, don't put I, it in your I mouth. Probably took it. I probably took it to. I probably took it to heart. Don't put it in your mouth. I didn't. You were like, I'm. It. I promise, I'm straight. Like, I, I promise, I'm straight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, you know, like, I probably just was like, but I used to. I used to play. Don't get me wrong. I used to love playing with play doh. Like I, I like play doh, but I, I never like took it that far. You didn't want to eat it though. It's okay. I didn't want to eat it. I used to. I used to like. I I probably only did this like a couple of times when I was like three or four years old. I remember like this is like the nastiest shit ever. I used to like uh -oh. swallow like pennies and shit, bro. Swallow yeah. pennies? I remember I, used to, I swallowed like a penny and a dime. I only remember doing it one time. I mean, at least it wasn't a habit. Nigga it would become the habit. Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the nastiest shit I remember doing as a kid. I swallowed like a penny and a dime. I like ate a booger like one time. Oh, I used to eat boogers. Not for a long time, serious. but I remember it being at least five years old still eating boogers. Yeah, I was, like, under five doing that shit, yeah. But, I, but it was like I just started, like, really remembering stuff. Speaking of the Tin Man, did you see that the uh, that Kenya Barris was going to be making a um, 
a new iteration of the Wizard of Oz? I didn't know that. I did not know that. Is it going to be like Oz, or it's going to be? Like I don't know. The, the whites, the whites are the whites are doing a a remake. Well, you know or, Kenya Barris. You know Kenya Barris though, the blackish creator. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it's gonna be Oz, man. It's gonna be like a, a new version of Oz. You gotta, you gotta get it straight. It's gotta be. A, it's gonna be a new version of Oz. I suppose. Oz is the black, is the black one. The black no, one. the Wiz is the black one. It is the Wiz. All right, I fucked. Oz up. was the last, uh, the last film that they made. I didn't watch oh, that. Oh, no, it's the Wiz. Yeah, it's the Wiz. I remember I, my parents would watch it when I was growing up. That movie is fire. <sighs> Young Michael Jackson, they right before he popped. Me. Like, or I mean, he was already Michael Jackson, but like I'm saying, like right before his solo career popped, woo. they added some seasoning, some salt to the earth, to the movie, to the plot, seasoned it, put some oil in it, juiced it up, cooked it up, boom. Added some seasoning. Real seasoning. Needed some yeah, seasoning. Added some seasoning. <laughs> it hits. That's why most imitated on the planet yet the most hated, you know? But I digress. Most imitated. You, you dropping bars right now. Give me another one. I, that's that's the only one I can think of. Right now. <laughs> that was off the that was off the noggin. That, that was, was off the dome. All right, let's talk about Dragon uh, Ball Z, cause oh my, I'm excited. That's a great topic. Dragon Ball Z for the non gamers out there, for the for the weirdos out there. Dragon Ball Z is in Fortnite. Now, I don't I don't have anything to say really about the fact that Dragon Ball Z is in Fortnite. Well, I mean, from what I know, breaking server records on Fortnite. I didn't realize Fortnite was still that popular. People hop on when it's hype, though. Like, well, let me correct you. So. That's why I said I don't have anything to say really about Dragon Ball Z being in Fortnite. We've never seen Dragon Ball. You know, I it's, don't really recommend it. Cause it's about it's Dragon good. Ball Z. It's not about it's Fortnite. It's classic. It's about Dragon Ball Z. It's not about Fortnite. That's the reason why well, they're I mean, breaking records. You can records. say the same thing about anybody, though. Well, that's true. It's about Dragon Ball Z. But you can say the same thing about Vader. Like, there's a whole little event going on right now where you can fall, you can drop in, see Vader's ship, follow him, and fight him. And he just chokes the shit out of you with the force and throws you like 100 feet and you get to run back him. And he like pulls you to him and he throws his lightsaber at you. Like, is that still not, is that about Vader and not about Fortnite? These records? You get what it's I'm about saying? Dragon Ball. It ain't about Fortnite. Trust me. Trust me. My question is, yeah. how the fuck? Because Dragon Ball is right. Like what? The eighties? Yeah. How how yeah. has Dragon Ball? If you could walk me through like a timetable, or, or or at least as much as you know, how the hell has Dragon Ball Z, or not just Dragon Ball Z, but Dragon Ball the franchise? How has it been a staple in culture for so long? Like, nigga, everybody knows what the fuck Dragon Ball, mainly Dragon Ball Z. To but be honest, man, I don't know. I think it's just the way it was rolled out to, like, our gen when we were kids. Like, when I was growing up, I didn't know about OG Dragon Ball. I, when I started watching Dragon Ball, I saw Dragon Ball Z. Like, Goku was, like, getting beat up by Frieza. And then he goes Super Saiyan for the first time. He beats the fuck out of Frieza. And then Frieza, he like, Frieza like cuts himself in half. He throws like this disc attack. He cuts himself in half. And Goku's just gonna leave him. And he's like, he's half a body. And he tries to shoot 
Goku, and Goku's just like, you fool! And he blows him up. That's what I remember about Dragon Ball. I didn't see the OG. You know, I grew up in the 2000s when they were bringing it over here. I, I mean, like, it's a staple because, like, it's really just a bunch of sweaty dudes who scream and power up, beating the fuck out of each other. Like, it's like, a, it's like Meathead Jock the anime. Like, that's like, it's like Meathead Jock Planet Buster the anime. Like, a whole bunch of Meathead dude, martial art dudes who are brolic as hell, who are strong enough to destroy planets and then eventually solar systems and then eventually universes, beating the dog shit out of each other and screaming. That's like the quickest way I can describe DBZ and Dragon Ball Super. So you think it has more to do with the rollout? I think it, at least it's popular in America. I think it has to do with the rollout. In terms of like what? It's, it's, what was so special about it? Just like the timing. Like, it, like you know, anime was like new and kind of alien in America. Like they kind of started rolling it out like in the early 2000s. And people would like, I, I heard stories, like I watched a documentary about a guy, some people who are like a little older than us. They're probably like in their early 30s. They said they would go to like these like little like, like stores, like in like, like you know, like in like little Tokyo and stuff like that in their town and they would get tapes from Japan, like VHS, VHS tapes, and they would see like Yu Hakusho and they would see like Dragon Ball and they would probably see like other shows, maybe like Death Note like later on, but Death Note's like a little later. Um, and they would just, you know, they would like go to the store and buy like episode 30 and episode 15 and it would all be in Japanese. So it would be all out of order. And then, then they started like rolling out like on four kids and four kids, they start dubbing it and start going in order and I guess it was just the timing like Toonami was really big like in the early 2000s the way they rolled it out people loved it they dubbed it they dubbed all the songs like just this dude like Goku and he's just like powering up and he's just like ah and beating the fuck it just had it was just like when I remember it as a kid it just was like everybody loved it man like I knew very few people who didn't like Dragon Ball like my cousins had all the Dragon Ball games they like all the Budokai's and all the Budokai Tenkaichi's, and you just see dudes beating the fuck. Like, like Dragon Ball games are like, you know, like, you'll just punch a dude, and he'll just go into a mountain, and you just chase after him, and you just pressing buttons to try to, like, counter his moves, and just a flurry of punch. Like, it's just, like, really, like, like, you are, like, a little kid. Like, like a little, like, a little kid. You're just, like, getting, you're, you're about to hit puberty, all this testosterone. Dragon Ball just kind of hit that, that need. Like, you're, like, you just seeing dudes just like the story really doesn't make all that much sense. Like it's not that great in my opinion, but it's just it's like why you like you like when you watch Endgame that final fight, just like people beating the fuck out of each other, just like blasting beams and just energy beams and people getting knocked out and it's it satisfied that like that in game need, but like you were a kid, like you grew up on it. Like that's how I see Dragon Ball. You know what I think is like, so oh, interesting? The most thing I think is that's so interesting about <clears throat> Dragon Ball Z and just anime as a whole is like like you kind of mentioned it like it for one period of time it was so difficult to gain access to it it yeah, wasn't as like mainstream as it is thing. today mm-hmm. so like so that's probably the reason why or I don't know if that came if it's like a chicken and an egg what came first situation but there was always even up until recently, maybe up until 2016, 2015, 2016, 2017, around there, very, very recently, anime always had like some type of 
stigma. Dude, yeah, when I was in high school, when I was in middle school, people would try to, you'd be like a weirdo to people. It you was like Chinese a, cartoons. Like, that's what they used to say. Like, I feel like a gatekeeper now. I'm like, every, all these people, I'm looking at them like, I swear to God, you were clowning people from watching anime, and I promise you, you're going to be sitting there lying, talking about, I've always been in anime. I was just in the closet. I've seen people say that. It's so peculiar because... That's a lie. Anime was always like... There was like a certain level of like... Cinem, cin, what is it? Cynicism? How do you say like that? Cynicism. There was like a cynicism and like elitism. Like people were like, if you watch... You watching anime is no different than you being 15, 14, 15, 16 watching Dora. Like they had like this... It had like this like ridiculous stigma like people who have never watched anime just believe that you were just like some man child or some like teenage child like you you're watching shows for five-year-olds and you're 15 something's wrong with him but that's so but this odd dude's watching attack on titan like i was watching attack on titan at 15 when it came out 14 15 when it came out but don't you people think that were, that's so odd because nigga like we have been literally watching walt disney pictures pictures since the 40s since the 30s actually but th that's why it has a stigma because when you think walt disney you think children's movies and a lot of mm. anime not all but a lot of anime are telling more adult stories like the average anime is tv 14 and some of them are tvma but most of them are like tv 14 then where does the that's cynicism come from of like because it's just animation where does the cynicism come from as like oh well you know that that's not that's not a proper form of animation to be watching like what what is it's that just, it's, it's the american thing when you when in america is it because it's foreign how many adult i don't even think it's because it's foreign when you think about america maybe not now when you think about america in the early 2000s how many adult do you think adult animation and when you think adult animation the only thing you can think of is probably like family guy Boondocks, and the thing about Boondocks is heavily inspired by anime, so that's not even... Heavily anime. inspired. So you think about, you typically think about Family Guy, you think about, like, American Dad, you think about these goofball shows, which even though they're adult animation, they're still very kind of goofball and childish. It's comedy. Yeah. It's like, it's like yes, childish comedy. You don't, outside of those, it's just Disney and Nick, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network had a monopoly on these cartoons that are for people under 10. You do not see adult animation, but Japan have been putting out adult animation for a long time, probably since like the 70s, even beforehand. And speak like to 60s, that because- like Doro, 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 I think it came out like in the 60s. And speak to that because there is a thing- the 70s? That happens every generation, every decade, where there is a wave, a niche wave, that it takes, it may take two decades, it may take three. But eventually, the wave reaches the mainstream, and then all of a sudden, everybody, it's just it, almost as if, oh, yeah, we've been here. Like you were saying before about anime, it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been here. I've been watching it. You've been here, but these are the same, uh, the same dudes in middle school who is clowning the anime people. So speak to, like now so speak to the hype, because as, someone, as someone who has been watching anime and has been ingrained in that culture, been involved in that culture, a part of it since... Your your like young young youthful years. Old, how like, like how how have you seen? 
How have you seen? And you weren't there from the very, very beginning. But how have you seen the hype? You were you were of age. You were of an age where you were, you'd be able to observe and understand more complex ways of how there was just and around that area, like I mentioned, like 2016, 2017, there was just a complete flip on the pendulum. And everybody was just like, oh, yeah, now oh all, all of a sudden God. anime is cool. How like explain like what your what your experience with like the hype train of anime was? My experience really was just like I kind of was like I'm not gonna gatekeep right because I want more people in anime because I love anime. I'm now I'm kind of feel like I'm slowly getting out of it, you know. But like it's probably my fault because I've been shitting on a lot of the anime you've been showing me. Maybe and you you've been like kind of like exposing me that I have like rose colored glasses for a lot of anime like Code Geass like I love that show and when I watch it with Nick and he just criticizes everything I'm like this show really <laughs> isn't that good even though I loved it like I lo- and I still love this show I'm such a hater you know, I'm sorry <laughs> but you criticize it without convincing enough argument that I was just like I kind of see what he's saying but you know I, I'm not going to gatekeep but I can't help but feel like most of these motherfuckers are chasing a trend most of these dudes, now that it's cool, you like anime. But I promise you, I'm not going to gatekeep. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to talk shit on you. I'm not going to do anything. Right? But most of these dudes were fucking with the anime kids in school. Look at those weirdos. Mm. That dude's doing a Naruto run. What's wrong with him? I might have been and one of same them. Dudes, these same dudes would be 24 at DreamCon doing Naruto runs and shit. Because it's cool now. These same dudes be at, at DreamCon... Doing, being in cosplay, and you know damn well you was talking shit about the dude wearing a Yakoski robe in high school, in middle school. But do you remember, the uh, one I remember the most is the the Naruto... A 24-year-old versus a 14-year-old in high school. The one I remember really? the most is the Naruto uh, headband. That's the one I remember. That, what's his name, wears? The, I mean, everybody in Naruto wears it. It's just like, depending on your village. So different people in different villages have a different... The situation. one that was like, I don't know, it's like the most popular one. But speak, I wanted to like, speak to like, do you think there was like, like in your, in your, in your memory, is there like a specific moment where you were like, nigga, like, what the fuck? Like, why is there a big ass billboard of whatever? Like, because we've always seen Pikachu, like, you know, Pokemon was always very popular, Right. But big, we, I was a big Pokemon. But now, you nigga, like Netflix is making anime. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Do you remember? Do you recall like a specific moment where you were just like, "Oh shit!" Like, niggas done caught onto the wave. Um, I think, I think it was probably like 2018, 2019, when I just saw how many Instagram models. Mm. Are dressing up like anime girls, and and they, and they'll make it. You know, like and you, everybody knows about like how like the anime girls are like super sexualized and stuff. Mm-hmm. Instagram models will take it two or three steps further than that. Like we just talked about how sexualized. Like that's the whole thing. People I hear people talk about, like how sexualized anime girls and all that stuff is. And like yeah, I can't really speak on the culture because I'm not of that culture. But people, when I started seeing 2018, 2019, I just be on my phone. I go to the explore page, it'll just be some random girl dressing up as an anime character, right. and like toning it up. Like, I was just like, what? And you just see it escalate. And now you got like whole like OnlyFans pages where it's just they just do anime cosplay. And then there was like a moment, I forget what the Instagram model's name is, but this YouTuber I watched got in like a little spat with her. And it was on Twitter. And he was like, 
and then like someone else reached out and was like, "Hey, she used to bully me in high school mm. because I like anime." Exactly what we're she talking about. Money, now she makes money off of dudes cosplaying as anime characters. When I saw that, like in like 2019, I was just kind of like, "This shit is now all the." The, the, the wave dudes are hopping on the mainstream and sheep are starting to get on the shit now because everybody because it's cool now because it's hype now it's acceptable now you can make money off of it it's now. acceptable now that's what it that's is. what happened i was like when i saw when that happened i was like yeah everybody named mom is on it now it's here now and when netflix started sliding but netflix has had anime i was watching anime on netflix like in like 2013. But now they're like producing. 2011. Now they're like producing. 2011. They're producing it now. They're buying the rights to it now, which is like a whole problem in the industry. Because instead of you getting it like week by week, because week by week in anime is big, because you get to talk about it. They just release it, release it in batches. They'll drop like five episodes and then be gone for like five weeks, and drop five episodes and be gone for five weeks instead of just doing it a 25 episode season. Mm. People are not liking that. Yeah, Netflix has a weird model. That's neither here nor there, though. I just thought that the whole... The whole... I just wanted to have that conversation about anime just in general, just, like, the history of it, the hype of it. It's just dick riders. It's just people dick riding. If tomorrow... If tomorrow, all your favorite celebrities was talking about, I love bull testicles. Oh, my God, bull testicles. I know we're talking about bull testicles, but I'm just trying to make a point. I like bull testicles. I can... I swear to God, people... All these little, in Colorado, these Rocky Mountain oyster, because that's what they're called. The right, they're called Rocky Mountain oysters, but it's bull testicles. All these restaurants, be, we just don't have enough bull testicles, because that's how much of a drone most people are. Yeah, people are and, sheep. And, to, and me too, to an extent. Like, if something's popular, I'll check it out. You know what I mean? Like, I can't say I'm not. But the thing with anime just kind of is kind of annoying because of the stigma. Do you think it, it got happened for so long? Do you think that the rise of anime and pop culture, do you think it was organic? I don't know. I think it was organic. I think it was mostly like the black nerds, like the blurs made it pop. Do you think it, does it, did it feel organic to you? Because to me, I always knew anime was around. I feel like I'm like most people, right? I'm like the casual observer. I've always knew that it was just around because I'd right. always heard I heard of Pokemon from I mean, a we young were, oh, age Titan in high school nigga we were playing like like Nintendo like we were playing Nintendo game consoles and games at yeah. fucking four and five years old like we've been exposed to Japanese media from a very young age I grew up on Japanese media I love Japan but I always just kind of like, kept it over there I I I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden it just the inflow it just there was like a tidal wave of just all right, anime. Here it all is, and everybody just hopped on board and was like, okay, we're cool with it. Like I, I don't know I what think happened. Some big heavy hitters came out, like big hitters, like Attack on Titan. Titan. Like came out. Remember, this is in high school. It, it might have been. Like, I'll be watching Hunter. I'll be watching Hunter Hunter on my computer. People be looking at me like I was crazy. I swear to God, like Chimera Anarch. You you were in a Chimera Anarch. You know I'm watching Hunter Hunter Chimera Anarch in high school, in yeah. 2014, and people be just like, "What is this weird? I watch." Because it looks like some fuckery. You know what I mean? Like, I can't lie. It looks like I'm watching you know what it. I mean? Like now everybody named Mom is 
on anime's anime's tip. It's yeah. completely mainstream. Yeah. You most people would probably look at you like you was crazy for saying the shit people said pre 2015 2016 about anime. Yeah. And I've seen dudes make videos about it. I don't well, you got it. You got it. And and uh, we are we're tribalists here. Like we we have an elitist like you were mentioning. We have an elitist point of view where it's like, oh, Hollywood. If it's not Hollywood, then it's not actual art. It's not film. If it's not Hollywood, ah, oh. right. So if you hear about right. like Japanese artists, Studio Ghibli, um, I'm not. That's the only production company I know. <laughs> like if you're not, if, screw up on, screw up on Studio Ghibli. Even just like recently with like live action, like nigga, what was that? A couple years ago, in 2020. Parasite, that's the first time, I believe that's the first time a foreign, or maybe it was an Asian, maybe it was an Asian man. That's the first time an Asian person has won for a best picture or has won for a best director. Speaking of Parasite, there's an anime called Parasite. It's Mm -hmm. not the same story. It's a completely different story. Speaking of Parasite, they're making a sequel. Or it's not a sequel, but the same guy is making another movie. But I think that's more of a, like a rise of Korean media. The Japanese media is yeah. popping. Korea, Korea is popping. having a moment been right now. Popping. Korea is having been a popping. moment. Korea is having a moment though. Squid Game, Squid Game was like I wasn't really giving it a chance. Squid Game was so fire, and I'm late. I was late on Squid Game. I watched Squid Game like a month or two ago. Squid Game was so fire. I was like, all right, I see. In Korea, all right, okay. Had a problem with it. <laughs> I could pick that shit apart. Um. But yeah, I mean, they have they have Squid Game, Parasite, uh, K-pop, nigga. Like they have a lot going on for them right now. They're they're, they're booming right now in America. Yeah, they're booming. I love. I've always loved J-pop. I'm not a K-pop dude, but I love J-pop because I watch a lot of anime. So I like I like the music. I got like I have like a whole J-pop playlist in my title from like a kid, like all the shit I used to love as a kid to now. You know what I mean? But I um, wonder how their developers. And animators are treated in Japan. Do you have any insight on that? Well, from what I understand, following it, anime industry they're very underpaid and very overworked. So it's it's pretty like, consistent. I like, swear globally. to God, they paid like a couple bucks an hour, bro, for like no. Yo, swear to God, I'm pretty sure it's that low. I don't know about now. Over the like last couple of years, I've heard things have kind of improved. Because a lot more money is flowing in because American studios are like, all right, I want the rights to this anime. I want the rights to this anime. I will produce this. So they're, I think they're getting paid more. There's more money. Like Attack on Titan is like now they're like, it's like 150, 200K an episode now mm. to produce. So they're getting more Oh, 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 to produce. To produce. But like Attack on Titan is, was the main. Attack on Titan was the bridge. Because I noticed the difference when Attack on Titan came out. This is like. We were in freshman year. A hundred K an episode on what? You've seen the animation on that show? On what though? Because like the anime we've showed you, like we've introduced you to, like a friend of ours introduced the chosen one to. Um, it's like Attack on Titan and like it's like shows that have good animation, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, like shows that have amazing animation. But like most anime have pretty average animation. But but so that. Uh, 100k is incredible animation but what maybe i'm just so 
out of the loop of what it really what the overhead expenses are frame for... by frame hand drawn my guy oh it's hand drawn yeah oh i didn't know it was hand drawn i feel like that should be cheaper nah well now it's now it's cgi some of it's hand drawn but now it's CGI. That's interesting. Well, I guess kind of. I guess it's consistent across the board globally because they, they they get paid shit here too. You hear, and, and, and I'm they sure get mistreated. They use computers to enhance. Of course, they use computers to enhance and color it in and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. But speaking you know, of Full still, Metal, they're still drawing my hand. Speaking of Full Metal, did you see that they're making Netflix has a uh, has a? I think it's a show or no? I may I, it might be a, a movie. Live action movie. Yeah. They have some famous live action movies. I've never watched them. What do you think about that? I, I hate live action anime. I think the only live action anime anything that was good was the elite of battle angel you don't think that the the alchemy could be pretty lit no it could be i think it, i think someone could legitimately pull off this one of those animated that can be pulled off i want to see alphonse that can be pulled off i want to see what alphonse looks like bro but death note should have been pulled off well and they couldn't pull off death note and then people be people troll about the death note netflix because l lakeith stanfield play l but it's supposed no, to be No, he didn't. Did he yes, really? he did, but wait. He did, but wait. He did, but it's supposed to be an American take on it. So if we're if it's an American take, American retelling of Death Note, I can believe that because he's an American. We're Americans. We're, people try to act like we're not American because we're of, we of African descent. We're more American than most people in this country. And, and especially a lot of Europeans because they came over in the early 1900s. I just have a problem we, we've with. We've been the, here since the 1600s. I just have a problem with slave, the guy. Slave or not, not a slave doesn't make change the fact that we were Americans. We've been here longer than most people. I don't have a problem so with the may, fact. I can see that. I don't have a problem with him being black. I have a problem with him. Him. <laughs> no, like the movie was ass. Like I watched it recently. The movie was trash. But Lakeith Stanfield was he actually he played like now that you've seen most of Death Note. You could watch that movie. Just skip through it. You could watch that movie and just see his performance. He actually did very well. Like, he felt like hell. Mm. Like, people would just shit on him because he's black, especially racist. But he, like, he had, like, he would sit in a chair, and he had, like, the mannerisms, and he had, like, the tone of voice. Oh, he played voice. L? Like, he played L. Oh. He Stanfield played L. Oh. He played L. Who played um, Kira? No, not Kira. Not Kira. Who's the Who's the guy? Who's the investigator? I, never seen, I, I have no. Oh, the investigator. Who, what's his name? Well, L is the the head investigator, but Kira, the main character, Light. Oh, main, why was I thinking that? Character. That's what I fucking thought. But then they both start with L, so then I was like, oh, maybe. No, he was played by like a white guy, but I don't remember his name. I don't know. I'm. Never, I don't think I've ever seen him in another movie. Okay, okay. I got confused for and a then, second. You know, Misa was played by some white girl I don't know. Oh, they should have made her made, a baddie. They made her, they made her a villain, though. She was like a villain of the movie. They, uh, like, so they rewrote it? They, like, rewrote Oh, uh, it was just, like, inspired. Man, they get it was, like, inspired. I ain't and, like, Misa was the villain, and she was just, like, L was, like, holding back, and she was, like, you gotta be ruthless with it. And then she tried to, like, set him up and kill him, and, like, she wrote his name down and, like, took the page out. She's like, well, you gotta, you gotta get the page or you're gonna die and... On this day, at this time, it was like this whole. It was a I don't fuck with that. Movie. I don't fuck with that at all. Yeah. Um, we could transition into um. This quiet quitting, topic. Quiet. I have no idea. You gonna have to explain this to me. So I don't even know who this is. I just heard about. 
this thing I was just going through t Tinder. I'm not Tinder. I was going through oh, Twitter. Quiet. Yeah. Yeah. Quiet quitting. Um, essentially, there's like something that's going on on TikTok where it's like somebody's speaking about this new phenomenon that he they quoted or what do you call that? Like they just came up with some term called quiet quitting, which is essentially like an employee not, not going above it. and beyond their role and their responsibilities. And that is what is called quiet. Or maybe it's somebody who normally does go above and beyond and Probably. is starting to pull back. And that's Why what they call it. Yeah. I'm not going to listen. I'm here for the nine to five, bro. I'm not putting 70, 80 hours a week for you, bro. I'm not doing it. I'm just not. I don't even know how anyone has that time for you to for you to because I'm I'm expected to put in a two week a two week notice, right? I'm expected to put in a two week notice for you. You can fire me at any time, but you expect me to go way above and beyond. You have the advantage. That's a good point. Me. I'm supposed to be you know courteous when I want to leave. But, you know I'm I'm that and we're Gen Z. I know we're like a hybrid. We're like basically super late falling off millennials and like the early pioneer gen z but i'm more gen z in the mindset that work is in my life i could give a i'm going to come in i'm going to do work the best of my ability on that job 100 percent. i'm going to give you 100 but no more than the nine to five yes when it hits five o'clock i'm going home because if i have your job is not my life i see too many people on my you know my personal job where it just kind of feels like that's not true. I'm not saying that the job is their life, but sometimes it just feels like it's such a major part of their life. Yeah. It makes me uncomfortable. Yes. Like it's not their whole life, clearly. Like they talk, I hear them talk all the time about things they do in their life. So it's not their whole life. But it feels like too much of their life for my liking. But they treat it because they treat it as if it's their fucking company. Right. Like they have equity like in it. I'm passing through. I feel like I'm passing through. They, like you said, yeah, they feel like. They have equity in it. I'm passing through. That's my mentality. And it just gets me thinking because if that's what quiet quitting is, nigga, I've quiet, I've quietly quit every I've single job. I've quiet, <laughs> quiet quit from the beginning. I've, I've quietly quit every I'm single job through. I've ever had. Literally every single job I've ever had, I've quietly quit it. I've never even heard of, I don't even know where this came from for people to just be like, oh yeah, like that's, that's quiet quitting. Oh, you mean to tell me that you don't work an extra two hours a day, nigga? That's quiet. You're quietly quitting. <laughs> I hope the employers don't find out about this. Yeah. Do you think they notice? I don't really know, dude. Do you even? I don't really think I give I, a fuck either. I don't care. I, I just, I'm, Gen Z is going to change the game. Hopefully. Hopefully we don't just become like boomers later, like Zoomers. Like, shut up, Zoomer. Well, that's our children will be like, shut up. He's a Zoomer. <laughs> that's I the thing. It. That's the thing is like, where do you, because we see the, what do they call it? Like the great resignation. Um, yeah. in, in 08, a lot of jobs were lost. I think about that all the time. A lot of jobs were like lost in 08. In Bills got to be paid. The fuck you mean? Around 08 is the same time everybody started moving towards gig economy, freelance, contracts. 
not contracts, but you know what I mean, like freelance contracts. What do you see the job market being in the, in like 50 years from now? Uh, AI, corporate overlords, and everybody, everybody just like, we went, we had to go from like complete have and have nots where it's like the AI is so advanced. We don't need low level workers, not even high level workers. The AI is so advanced. You just need to, a company would just need to buy an AI robot and it would run the whole company. For cheaper. So we're fucked. For cheaper. Way, way cheaper. So we're fucked, basically. So it, for a long time, we would have to fight with a bunch of people who vote against their own interests who are just like, you're asking for a handout while they're on food stamps. While they're on food stamps. You're asking for a handout I can't while they're on believe food stamps, you're asking right? for a handout. And they vote for people. They vote for people who want to take that from them. Right, so we get to, we're gonna get to a point where it's just like absolute have and have nots. AI runs everything, and we're gonna have to have like a French Revolution, revolution esque futuristic French esque revolution to get some semblance of a safety net where there's like UBI and there's like at least the government will subsidize you like a box to live in, like a Japanese style like tiny little box to live in with like a communal bathroom and maybe a communal kitchen or something. Well, we know we kind of share the same vision. Unfortunately, we know that's where it's headed. We know that's where yeah. it's headed because niggas are gonna, like you said, niggas gotta get paid. Niggas gotta pay bills. But if you're gonna, so it's either, it's either I, I'm gonna feel mistreated at my job and abused and taken advantage of and have zero leverage in the situation. So I'm gonna quit. Or I'm, or so I see that I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna make, create my own job entrepreneurship not everyone's built for that though so the other options is i quit and i gotta live off some welfare ubi unemployment section eight things like that somehow living off the government or i just stick with it super unhappy but eventually get laid off or fired because now you're going to bring in some ai to replace me and then what i'm just ass out so then, that, then you have the same two options, either entrepreneurship or you're going to be living off the government. So it's either going to be entrepreneurship and what's that? Gig economy at a greater scale. Gig, literally gig. Yeah, that's literally going to be. I can see it being like, I've seen people talk about this before. Like if you get a situation where AI, just all the mega conglomerates are just completely on AI running it. People are going to see more gig economy. You're going to see like more bartering and trading. You're going to see more like Etsy, like st stuff like Etsy mm. and like crafts and like small business, like kind of like an alt economy. Like mm. you're not going to compete with the big guys. It's going to be like a more community based for poor people, online, <laughs> but it might be more low for poor people. Basically, they might even have like little like cheaper little AIs to help them do these things on their own. But it's going to be more entrepreneurship and gig economy on steroids kind of thing. You know, or and a resurgence of fields that are more human oriented. But you, but you see the make money in the future. But you see the thing that worries me the most is the fact that you we are literally ousting people to be just ass out, just a pawn in the overall economy. We've all heard the phrase, you will own nothing and be happy. 
We've all heard it. It seems like that prophecy is coming to fru fruition. I think we have like five to 10 years before it's like complete technocracy, neo-feudalism, wealth gap is so large, you're, there's, no, there's no crossing it. I'm like just, said, I'm fearful for the moment. Barely afloat. I'm fearful for the moment where everyone needs to rely on universal basic income. Because I you have to be, you got it, my bad, I didn't cut you off. No, I'm just going to say this one last point. I, I want to have universal basic income in place during a time period where jobs are secure. Not in a time period where, all right, we know y'all struggling and I could pimp you out with this UBI. That's not what I, I don't want that. That sounds like I slavery. I don't see, I don't see it. That's why I think UBI is a con game because it is going to be like a slavery of sorts. It's going to be like something to like, you're, you're, you're poor, you're in poverty, but you're just afloat enough that you won't rebel and go take the wealth back from the rich. It's like, it feels like when I, when I first heard about it, I thought I liked it because it's like, oh, you know, AI is going to come along. People are going to get replaced. They need to live. They need some, they need money to live. And that all will that, although that may be true, you could see how it kind of leads into that whole, you will own nothing and be happy because you might have heavily subsidized housing and the government may take care of that, but that may be for a reason. You know what I mean? They may keep their, their rich friends always making sure they got rent no matter what. That might be heavily subsidized. Um, you may not have a job, but they'll give you just enough that you can eat, you know, this super mash reduced, terrible food for you to barely survive. Like they're giving you enough to just barely make it every month, but not so much that you're just starving and you want to rise up and they just keep you in that place. You'll never own a home. You'll never own a home. You'll always be a renter forever. You'll always, <laughs> you won't, there is no upward mobility because the AI just has dominated everything. It's just a complete wall. And that's the, that's the last layer of it, right? I think that's the last layer of it. Because right now we're at the layer of you, you participate in our economy. You participate in our capitalist economy. Because we've advertised, we've introduced advertising to you. You want the advertising. You don't know you want the advertising, but you want the advertising. Because you like to consume. So you're going to not only, so it's like they layer it. They stack it one on top of the other. Not only are you going to be at the nine to five for nine hours a day, but you're going to take that little piece of money, that little piece of dollar that you make, and you're going to spend that coin on the advertising, the shit that we advertise to you. You're going to consume with that. And also, on top of that, you're spending all of your time at the nine to five. So when you get home, you're, all you're going to want to do is consume. Right. You don't want to build yourself. So they really are just trying to keep you in poverty. It's already we're slaves. We already are slaves. That's no, why they call it a rat race. Are. We're, just, we're just tightening the noose. We're exactly. Tightening, we add more chains. We, 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 we're locking up more. We're reducing more degrees of freedom from other parts of your body. That's why it is so important that at any moment, at all times, you're working towards building something of a of a wealth of something it whether it's a wealth of time whether it's a wealth of health whether it's a wealth of finance whether it's a wealth of um thriving business assets whatever the fuck it is you need to be building wealth somehow after that nine to five and it's extremely tough that grind is extremely tough 
but you just don't want to have to be dependent. You don't want to have to be put in a situation in which you're dependent yeah. on government giving you shit. Government and and your job. Like I don't. Somebody can just fire me some for some or lay me off for some bullshit reason, and I'm just fucked. Well, it's now, fine now because it's it's fine. Need an emergency fund, of course, but when that runs out, what do you do? It's fine now because jobs are pretty ubiquitous. They're easy to come by. But when it gets to the point where it's like, all right, I'll just go. It's fine if I get laid off. I'll just go get a job at McDonald's if I have to. Well, actually, no, I can't because it's literally just drive through. It's just machine drive through. Yeah. So Dude, I, I'm, my barber showed me a video of this, like, I think it's like Miso Robotics, something like that. It's like a machine. That just completely replaces pretty much everybody at the Mickey D's. You might have a guy who just gets the order. He runs the register. He gets the order from the machine. He might maybe a drive-through guy and a, and a front inside register. And they just they punch your order in. The machine makes it, and they just grab it. And it's gonna it. be like that episode of Jimmy Neutron. And then then they're gonna replace that with the robot. That's gonna be quick. They're gonna have a robot who's gonna go get the order from the machine and just give it to the person. That's fucking crazy. I just don't want to have a situation because that's what I foresee, honestly. Like, I kind of see it clear as day. I just foresee a whole mass layoff of people slowly oh, yeah. but surely just losing their jobs. It's slowly a but surely. Event. And as, as all the people start to lose their jobs, all the consumption is going to go right up because you're going to get paid enough. As the as the as the layoffs happen, you're gonna get paid just enough for you to take that tr that payment and transition it right into the consumption as the consumption rises. And all you're gonna want to do is fucking sit on VR chat. Yeah. <laughs> See, I think about this a lot. It's gonna come a day where AI is a super advanced, and we have we understand the brain, so we have super advanced VR. And you're gonna be in a box. Like, think of, have you seen like J Japanese apartments, like in Tokyo? Or How like in you mentioned are? Squid Game earlier. Like they were living in a box. Yeah, that's that's literally that's that's what I'm talking about. You saw Squid Game. You saw when the detective went to his brother's house and he literally was like smaller. Like my dorm room, I had a dorm room my second half of my freshman year that was the smallest on the floor. It was so small that my it would like I would open the door and it would hit my bed. It was like that small. You have apartments in 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 parts of Asia. That are, that are smaller than that. Imagine walking into your apartment. You share a bathroom. You might even share a kitchen. And you're like, you don't have shit. You don't have a goddamn thing. And, and AI moves <laughs> everything. To the point where you, that's all you will ever have. But you have this helmet, though. You put the helmet on. You say, link start. You go in the game. And you have a mansion. You have mm -hmm. a pool. You in Hollywood Hills. You got a little AI girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Whoever you are, gender, whichever way you swing, you know what I mean? Like, and you're just chilling, and you're just in this delusion. I can see it. I can see it now. It's just very scary. It's just very scary. Yeah. Um, but we don't need to. We don't need to harp on it. We don't gotta harp on it. I think we pretty much covered it. I have a few more topics just to finish up. They probably go really quick. Um, just a few movie things. Uh. Number one, Viola Davis cast as villain, as the main villain in the new Hunter Games prequel series. 
Hunger Games. How interested are you in that series? I love Hunger Games, man. I was like, I did you read the prequels? Like I read all the books. I saw all the movies. I love Hunger Games. I saw them in theaters. Read all the books. I remember I read the first book. I think what happened is I saw the first movie, got the first book and read it, and then before I even finished the first book, the other two were on the way. I was that. I love the book that much. I just demolished them. I read like the whole series in like a week. Um, I, I love I love the Hunger Games. I'm excited for the prequel. I didn't read the prequel books because I kind of want to be surprised for the movie. I kind of know a little bit of what happens in the prequel. I know who the main character is in the prequel, and it's like a character that we've already seen in the series, um, which kind of might be a spoiler. It might be a giveaway because it's like such a it's a prequel that takes place like like 67 years ago or something like sure, that. So I shouldn't say her name. That's a male. The, the, you want to just spoilers, everybody. Just skip, skip like five minutes. You don't want spoilers. But the you've seen the Hunger Games, right? Yeah. The main character is President Snow as a kid. He's like a college kid in the books. Oh. Pretty cool. And he like, he's like, but this is before they had victors. Like this is like one of the earlier Hunger Games. So this is before they had victors as mentors. Okay. So. They had like college, like rich college kids, like Pan Am college kids, be the mentors. So he mentored like this girl, and he like falls in love with her. That's like the extent of what I know about the, what happens in the prequel series. Interesting. And, and he, she's kind of like Katniss. Like that's why he has kind of like a, like a softness of because in the book he kind of went easy on Katniss a lot. Like he kind of has this connection with Katniss because of her. Because she was from District 12, this this girl he falls in love with mm. was in college. That's good writing. Yeah. Connecting the dots. Um, I'm not sure how interested I am in this prequel, to be honest. And Viola Davis has been kind of hit or miss lately. She's a great actress, but sometimes... No, a, you got to put some respect on it. You got to put some respect on it. I call her a great. She's a great. But sometimes she'd just be a little You're like... You're probably talking about that, that garbage... I feel like if she just has, if they're not giving her nothing to work with, it's just not gonna work. I you think can be a great actress, actor, actress, and they give you some bullshit, and it's gonna be ass because what you were getting with that. But she's Viola Davis. She could choose her own movies now. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. Viola Davis. That's Oscar award-winning Viola but Davis. She got a movie coming out called The Woman King. I ain't watching that I'm, shit for I'm, sure. I'm not going. To, I'm not going to see it because I have a thing about the whole like you know, like, Africans, like, selling other Africans to, and getting a 360 deal for the white supremacists, you know? You thought you were getting some by selling your own people, and they still came and colonized you anyway, you know, so... Well, it's about I, her defeating col colonial, uh, colonialism, I believe. But I've, I've read something that said the tribe that is based off of, they, they would enslave Africans and sell them to Europeans. Mm. That's like what I just said, like, they would sell to European, but then also, they would also fight Europeans who were trying to colonize them because they got the 360 deal. You thought she was getting something, and you got fucked. That's unfortunate. Another prequel series. John Wick. I'm excited for that. Expected in 2023, People next year. People have wanted it for a long time. People have wanted I've heard from the first movie. People thought the Continental was so interesting. They were like, it needs a series. It is. Like, that whole, like, assassin's culture... I think it's the best part of John Wick. I would like to see an origin story of that. I wouldn't be opposed to it. That whole high table assassins, like... Like, how does that come about? Some just, like, underground black market 
of assassinators. Yeah, we just agree this is neutral territory. Like, if you break it, you get dusted off, like, equally. We will, we will all dust you off. They literally kill you. They'll literally kill you. Like, this is like, I don't care what your gang affiliations, what your, what your mafia affiliations. If you come here, this is like, you can breathe. It ain't no violence. You have, you have to respect that. If you break the laws, you're fucked. Like, everybody's after you, and you're excommunicated from all the services. And people are coming, and there's a bounty for you. So, I, I think it's interesting. And, like, the currency, they have, like, their own, like, little, their little gold coins. and Such a crazy scene when they put the bounty on John Wick. I know, I know. And he was just explaining what he was about to do. And then all of a sudden, everybody just got it. There's a lot of assassinators, too. Like, why is everybody a bounty yeah, hunter? Yeah, like... In the John Wick world, it just kind of seems like assassins are just normal. Is that New York? Like when you watch, I think it was New York. And two, when he was fighting Common and like all these other guys, people would just get out the way. They weren't screaming and running. It didn't. Cops weren't pulling up like it was like some kind of mass shooting. It was just kind of understood like, oh, assassins are fighting. Get out the way. I know. That's what it felt like to me. Oh, assassins are over there shooting. Just, just don't go there. Just wait a little bit, and then it'll be fine. Like, that was, like, that's what it kind of felt like. Or just wait for the, the police to come pick up the bodies, and then you'll be good to go back over there. Uh, it's, not that, it's not that important. They just, assassins killing each other. That's what they do. That's what it always felt like to me. Because you didn't, you don't see cops. Like, in one, in John Wick 1, like, when he, when those dudes tried to kill him, because they knew he was coming after they killed his dog, and the cops came, he was like, you working again, John? He was like, yeah. 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 Okay. Cops didn't give a fuck because they know. They They're knew. Like, That's just, Although they knew. he like, he was John Wick though. Yeah. They tried him, bro. You're fucked. <laughs> but this is my question. You've never seen Equalizer, huh? Because I was gonna ask you who you think will win, Robert McCall, which is Denzel's. Character. You asked me that before. I th- my answer was the Equalizer. You seen? Have you seen Equalizer? I've only seen clips. But I've seen more than okay. enough in order to understand that Equalizer is more skillful. He's like, bro, like, he's, he's like, he has, like, a watch. I know you've seen him. Like, he'll time it. And then he'll, like, go into, like, this hyper-focus mode. And he'll just look around the room. And he'll just enact in, in his head what items in the room he's going to use to kill you. And he's, like, super fast. Like, John Wick is not, has not done anything like that. John Wick cannot beat the Equalizer. I, I do not believe it. Even though he's a little older than him, I don't think he can beat him. And John Wick almost died. Yeah. Equalizer, I don't think in all his movies, he's gotten like a couple cuts and a couple bruises, but he's been fine. Yeah, he's OPOP. But he's OPOP, but John Wick has had to face way more. This is true. Than, than, this is John true. Wick has had to face like hundreds and hundreds of goons. It's true. I think the Equalizer in all his movies has faced probably about 100 people. John Wick has probably faced, and maybe even less than that. So you're John saying John Wick has probably faced like six, seven hundred people. You're saying the 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 John Wick has has taken more shots, and he's is more, more efficient. He's had to deal with is more efficient with more, those shots. Would, he's more efficient with those shots, and I say he has more durability because of what we know. Because Robert McCall, like he's so OP, we rarely ever see him get beat up like that. Like, in two, he was fighting, like, one of his, like, teammates who was trained like him. He got a couple cuts, but he straight up just, he straight up, like, took this dude, held him down, took a knife <laughs> from the jugular, and went from jugular all the way around his neck to the other side. 
and then kicked this dude off a cliff, and he had a couple cuts, and he was good. John Wick has literally gotten shot and beat the fuck out of, and he could barely walk. You know what I mean? And he just, and they're still coming. He'll kill a whole bunch of assassins, and a whole other group is here. I'm he's coming. I'm going to continue to come. Fighting. He's been fighting for like weeks, like across all that. And they made that point clear in three, like across all the movies. He has just been fighting nonstop for like three weeks. And at the end, he's just on the ground. And the homeless people take him to like that little homeless mafia. And they're like, are you tired, John? Like, are you ready to, you need to rest? Like, are you ready to get this, get revenge? He's like, yeah. He hasn't <laughs> rested in like three weeks. Like Robert McCall, like will go destroy a mafia, a whole the whole Russian mafia in America. Cut his like, finger off, like the nigga been like through a fine. lot. The nigga been through a lot. Yeah, like John Wick will fight a whole mafia group and be fucked up. Like literally, that, that's the crazy part about John Wick One and Equalizer One. They're almost the same movie if you think about it, because Equalizer One was about him fighting the Russian mob. And at the end, he ended up going, I think he, like, went to Russia and just, like, killed, took out that whole, like, little mafia. He, he ended their whole operation in the States, and then I think he went to Russia and ended it all because this girl that he knew at this diner he went to, who was a prostitute, was being beat by her pimp, who was, like, a low-level, like, manager in the Russian mafia. He went from killing those guys to taking out the whole Russian mob. John Wick won. He fought the Russian mob, and he was way more fucked up. He was way, but the thing about the Equalizer is he's he, he's good with his traps. John Wick doesn't have traps like the Equalizer. Equalizer has traps. John Wick is just I'm gonna like, go in there. No, I'm a pop I'm caps. I'm gonna go in there and shoot. And my accuracy is just so next level that I shouldn't have a problem. And I have a bulletproof shoot, suit, so I can take shots. He's literally Dun- Steph Curry. Dun's character is. I'm going to set up the, I'm going to rig the building with bombs. I'm going to, oh, we're in a bakery. I'm going to pour gasoline everywhere and throw the flour in the air and light a match. Because I didn't even know until John Wick that flour apparently is like flammatory to the point where like flour silos just blow up because it's ground so finely. <laughs> if any of it catches on fire, all of it just catches on fire. It's ground. So he was just, he was in a bakery in two and he just threw flour everywhere. Smart man. Threw some gasoline, threw a match and just blew up like three or four guys. And then in the confusion, he's going around taking out dudes. Like, he's a little different than Wick. Like, he's more big on his distractions and traps. Smart you know, man. He's, he's, he a, he's, off, yeah. he's a Batman type. He's more of a Batman kind of John type. Wick like, is just Superman. I know I already... I got the strength. Let me just go in there like a brute, and I'm going to just do what I do. Yeah, John Wick doesn't do traps like Wick. Like, he, he'll blow up microwaves and... He, he uses, like, nail guns to kill people. Like, in one, he worked at Home Depot. And the Russian mob came after him at Home Depot. And he just set up traps, and he just killed people with items you would find in Home Depot, <laughs> like a nail gun. Like a it sounds like a good movie. Did you ever watch the show with Queen Latifah? No, I never watched the show. Sounds like some bullshit. Um, what else? Uh, I saw earlier that the human population of Earth is set to cross 8 billion people. They say, quote-unquote, any day now. Most of that is Africa, I'm sure. Because all these other countries, like, part of most of Asia, most, a lot of, not most of Asia, but a lot of Asian countries, especially, like, Japan and Korea, massive population declines. China's apparently set for a massive population decline. Europe has been in the negative. Africa has been growing. Booming! 
You ever think about, like, is there a breaking point? I don't think, I think with all these forever chemicals and all these other catalysts, we're not going to be overpopulated. I think the only way that there's a breaking point is that if we solve aging, then there's a problem. I think, and this is my mentality on aging, solving aging. If you decide to live beyond a normal lifespan, you got to get clipped up. And you know what I mean by clipped up? I don't. You got to go, you, you got to get sterilized. Oh. It, it has to be a law. Because we can't have dudes who are like, I'm 300 years old, and I have like 30 children. Oh, no. From all these different, like, all these different decades. They just like, go line people up. I have, who's, I have a child who's, like, my youngest child is, I'm 300. My youngest child is 270. And it just goes all the way back. And then my youngest child is 30. Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and you're 300 years old. They're just going to be arresting people because <laughs> you were supposed to serve this warrant of getting your fucking vasectomy and you just didn't. Yeah, it's probably going to have to be like they're going to verify that your tubes are tied or you got a vasectomy before they give you the treatment. And if you don't, the only way they're going to be able to give the treatment is by cutting the tube. Now, I'm sure there's a, probably going to be a bunch of rich people who are going to get procedures done under the table and keep their ability to have children. Can't you get a reverse vasectomy? Or is I that just me being gullible because of the office? I think it's it's possible. I read something that it's unlikely, but it, you could have it reattached. Who wants surgery on their dick like that? Jesus Christ. I don't know, dude. But I always say, I've always said, once I have like three to five children, depending on how I feel and how much money I have. Snip, snip. I'm getting snipped. And then it'd be a mutual decision. I would make that my wife. All right, we had five. We're like 40 some, like early 40s, 45. I'm I'm done. I'm I'm not having more children. I, I already gotta drive this big ass minivan around all the time. So I'm good. <laughs> you and, don't you don't I'm put like, yourself in a minivan. But if, but if I'm doing it, you gotta do it. You put yourself in a Honda it. Odyssey? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hitting raw. I'm not we not using condoms and I'm married. That's 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 wild to me. Mama Gilliam, Mama Gilliam. Oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> She's not gonna trip if I'm married, you know. <laughs> um, we could talk about Dallas Bryce Howard just for a, t- a tad bit. Um, okay. Dallas Bryce Howard, the daughter of Ron Howard, famous director Bryce and producer. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm sorry, I wrote it down incorrectly. Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, I think she was with Vanity or Variety? Variety. Probably Variety. It doesn't make sense for it to be with Vanity. Um, or maybe it was Business Insider and then Variety just wrote about it. I'm not sure. But whoever it was, she gave a little bit of uh, insight into the contract negotiations of uh, her recent Jurassic World franchise, uh, her, her experience with the Jurassic World franchise. And with Universal. And originally it was quoted that she only made two, or for a specific film, I think the sequel film, uh, she made $2 million less than her co-star, Chris Pratt. And then she came out and was like, no, 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 no. I made so much less. She reiterated it too. She said it like twice in the same sentence, like so much less, so much less. 
than Chris Pratt. How she also said that she made more money from the derivatives of that IP from video games and things like that, like merch and shit like that, than she did from the actual films. My thinking is there's definitely a little bit of that the male getting paid more than the female thing going on. But I think me in this case, I'm Mike. I think most of it is the fact that Chris Pratt is a very well-known actor. I know they both are like, she's a what do they call it, deuteragonist, or she's a secondary person. She's like the other. It's like a duo, like she's like the secondary and, and, and protagonist. Mm-hmm. But Chris Pratt is a very well-known actor. I mean, he's a Marvel. He's like a Marvel sweetheart. Like, so I kind of get it. But I definitely think she should be paid. Her pay should be more comparable. I mean, if she's getting, let's say she's, I'm like the way she's making it seem. Chris Pratt's getting paid five to ten million. That's she's what I'm thinking too. Thousands. Yeah. If he's getting paid ten, I think she should at least get five. Just off the fact that that extra five is the fact that he just is a name brand. But you know I mean? five million dollars more. Five million dollars because more. I don't really know. I don't really know about like what actors are paid and the discrepancy between them. I definitely agree that it's a lot of it is probably the fact that it's a male female. He's a male, but I think the majority of it is that he's Chris Pratt. I mean, you know who he is. Like, who doesn't know who Chris Pratt is? Like, I more, get like what mo- you're most saying. of the time, I I agree with it because we live in a very racist, sexist, mostly racist, but just as but sexist is very high on that list as well um system but i feel like in this case i mean chris pratt is a, is a household name i see what you're saying you know but five million now we're just throwing out numbers there just like hypotheticals but if she were to be paid five million dollars less for literally playing the it same doesn't sound right for, think about it. She's on screen basically every single time he's on screen. And if she's not on screen when he's on screen, there's also going to be something to balance it out where she's just the one on screen and not him. So they they basically have the same amount of screen time. If I'm if I have as much if you're using me just as much as him in this film, then we are equals in this film. It doesn't matter at the end of the day. That's as if like you had Tom Cruise for a, a cameo in Top Thunder or Tropic Thunder. And because he's Tom Cruise, oh, okay, we're going to pay Tom Cruise five million while everybody else gets two. Like, that wouldn't make any sense. That wouldn't make any sense. I see what you're saying. And if anyone hasn't seen Tropic Thunder, Tom Cruise is in the movie, but he's not like in the movie, in the movie. He's just like some cameo dude. Dal- uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is the protagonist of the film. I haven't seen the latest one. I saw the first two. She's literally in the film the entire time. And it's, I don't know, maybe even in the last one, she probably has a bigger role. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But that just doesn't seem right to me. And I just don't understand why, like, sure, we could talk about the patriarchy and we can use the buzzwords, whatever, sure. That's all true and evident. But, like, what is it really, though? Like, what is it really where it's like, oh... Let's let's pay the woman less. Like, what is that really? I, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. I've never been in a position where I'm paying people. I feel like that's really a question for somebody who just is the one drawing up the contract, deciding hmm. who gets paid what. 
and why are you doing that? Why do you have people who paying you for same experience, same job, but they may be a different gender, a different race, and you just decide to pay them less? That's what real. That's the person you really should be asking. Is that's where the real evil goes down, in my opinion. And that's why I have our guest here. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just so weird to me. It's 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 awkward, and it's weird. Just don't understand it. Um, last couple of topics over here. Uh, what do you have on your watch list for the upcoming, say, month, week, year, even? Just things that you're hyped for. Black Panther. Black Panther, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hyped for. That's like the only thing I'm hyped for for the rest of this year. Uh, Breath of the Wild Two for video games. That's coming out like early 2023. I can't believe you're gonna actually go watch Black Panther. Uh. It's one of those movies that I'm just kind of like, why not? You're actually going to go see that in theater and spend money on it? Yeah. To sit in the theater for two hours, over two hours, to watch Black Panther yes. 2? I am, I am. And I'm curious. People are really thirsty for that movie. I missed a lot of Marvel movies, too. People heard Thames sing uh, No Woman, No Cry and just got super thirsty for that film. I'm like, the woman, the woman has a nice voice, but... And Bob Marley is a goat. But really? Yeah. It's probably gonna be ass. I don't I'm losing faith in Marvel, really. They've been The villains some, are Atlanteans. They've been putting out some dookie the last couple last phase four, man. Guys, the villains are Atlanteans. Well they're introducing them. Namor is a big part of it. He was part of the he's supposed in like one of the comics, he's a part of the Illuminati. They're Atlanteans. But he's a part of the Illuminati. Have you seen Aquaman? Yeah, I've seen Aquaman. Does that get you? Does that get you in a in a uproar at all? Does it get you excited to see Atlanteans? No, but it's Marvel. I've never seen Namor. I know nothing about Namor. Apparently, Namor is the original too. Apparently, Aquaman is a ripoff of Namor. So I don't give a damn. I haven't been excited to see an Atlantean ever, other than in literally like the Disney movie Atlantis, where uh, whoever that girl, whatever the chick's name is, Kita, takes off her skirt. That's literally the only time I've ever been excited to see an Atlantean. Oh, no. oh Kita, yeah, thirsty ass. That's a that's another cosplay. Speaking of cosplay and anime, before that's all. I, I know is she fine? Time. She fine. The people know oh, what I'm talking God. about. Kita, yeah. I think that's her name, Kita from Atlantis. The people know what I'm talking about. She fine. Didn't she go with the dude to like the, the outside world or did that happen? I don't know. I think they stay there. Maybe in the second one. I, I haven't seen the second one. Yeah, sec people said second one is ass. Back on topic. Um, yeah. What were you saying? Uh, I wasn't saying anything really. I was just saying like I can't believe that I was just talking about the thirst that Thames that song the cover. Oh yeah, brought for That's Black Panther. Breath of the Wild. You know about know anything about Breath of the Wild? I watched some gameplay of Breath of the Wild. I had a couple of roommates that had it. I think maybe. That game, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Like I remember 2017. Just it's only for Switch though, right? It's only for Switch, but when you get a PC, I'm gonna show you how to emulate it. Oh okay. So you can really you can get them. You can get. 100, 120 frames, 80, 90, 120 frames, upgraded graphics, upscaled, all all the bells and whistles, AI upscaled, everything, you know what I mean? Like, Gotta have that. I'll tell you what, one of the things that I'm excited for is She-Hulk. 
Yeah, I, I thought it, it looked funny. Like, it looked genuinely funny. Like, I was kind of tired of Marvel with the funny, but it actually just kind of seems like a goofball, kind of like, she just kind of seems like a hopeless romantic who becomes a Hulk, and it's about her shenanigans in her life, and her, her life as a lawyer. It I'm, seems interesting. I'm a little frightened by it because... You know, the first trailer came out, and it was just like, what the fuck is this CGI? Y'all look it's broke as though. shit. Yeah, and then they released the second trailer, and it was like, okay, like, she looks better. But then you just hear, like, some of the reports where it's like, oh, yeah, like, we had to cut these scenes because, you know, the CGI and the budget, and it just wasn't working. So it's just like, I don't know. I've heard things about, like, the tech. You know how, like, all of a sudden they made... The Hulk looked like Mark Ruffalo's face. Basically just plastered, just copy and paste Mark Ruffalo's face on a Hulk. I've heard rumors and stuff, like just certain insight about how her face, whoever the main actress is, I forget what her name is. I, I wish I knew her name. Um, whoever the main actress is, I've heard rumors that like her face just doesn't work well with the technology that they use for the Hulk. Tatiana Maslani. And it's just like, I don't know. I've just, I've heard, I don't like when a project, and sometimes it works out. Sometimes it, it turns out better. Like we, we can name several projects where you hear a lot of rumors about things going wrong and then the final product comes out and it's just great and it ends up being classic. So you never know. Maybe it could just surprise everybody and maybe they do it on purpose. Who knows? Fucking who knows? But I just, I don't like what I've been hearing from that rumor circle. But I'm excited to see it. Like, at first I was like, fuck this. I'm like, She-Hulk? Like, nigga, give me the Hulk. Yeah. Because they cut the Hulk. Yeah, they, they clipped his balls off. But he's in this. Yeah. He's in this, so I'm excited to see it. He's probably only going to be in a couple of episodes, but he's in it. Yeah, he's going to be like a mentor for a little while, and then she's going to take... And Daredevil's in it. They said Daredevil. They confirmed Daredevil's that. in it. Was, wasn't it in the trailer? Yeah, so I swear to God, I saw a trailer where he's in it. So I'm excited for it. I, Daredevil, I loved, I love the Hulk. He's my favorite Marvel character of all time. Uh, him and Spider Man, and except for Tom Holland's version, uh, <laughs> and I love uh, Daredevil, especially Cor what's his name, Christian Cox. Espe I don't know. Especially his version, whatever his name is. So I'm excited for it. I'm definitely gonna be watching. That comes out this week, I believe. It may come out in like a couple days, honestly. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be on that on day one. Um, the other one I have I is I just like the antics, man. What's the next one? The other one I have is House of Dragons, Game of Thrones. Ah. Uh, you don't think so? I'm watching that, I'm watching that bullshit. You're not gonna just get a little taste. I might consider watching the first. You're gonna end up watching the first episode. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. This that is shit, Game of that Thrones. Shit was garbage. That shit was garbage. But can we hold them to the same? George R. R. Martin is one of the executive producers. So it's wow. not like he's not affiliated with it. If it wasn't anything to do with him, and I'm sure it's based off some of the books, right? I don't know, man. It's a prequel series. I don't know if that was covered in the books. Maybe it's stuff that just was kind of touched on in the books and they didn't show it in the show. And they're just making it a show. I don't know. And flushing it out more. Yeah, I, I mean, I just feel more comfortable with knowing that he's at least around to co-sign it, it just gives it a bit more validity to me. Yeah. 
but I am like you, and I'm sure there's a lot of others like us where it's just like the the, the disappointment of season eight was just of Game of Thrones was just so brutal. Like, they could have ended it the same way. If we had one or two more seasons, it would have been all the better for it. Like having three episodes for Daenerys to go from like okay to, to completely crazy doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it just felt way too rushed. We needed like it should have started that season where she started getting a little crazy, and then another season of her, like, then they fight the White Walkers next season, for real. The whole season's about them fighting the White Walkers, because it was built up for so long. Then she goes, like, she goes batshit, and then the last season is about her, like, invading King's Landing and, like, killing everybody. That would have been more believable, with, like, little signs throughout the whole show, where she was kind of, like, you could tell there was, like, something a little off, but she wasn't really tapping into it until later i will say though that the best and we're kind of getting into like a game of thrones review but just like the last thing i want to say about it is like i will say that the last the best episode of that series or not that that series of that season was daenerys going crazy that was the best episode for me a lot of people have problems with it but i thought that was amazing i saw it coming a mile away I, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the violence was excellent, too. The way everybody was getting killed, <laughs> I thought it was excellent. People getting cooked and by, the, by, the, by the dragon. The little girl just getting clobbered by just oh debris. Um, but I don't know. I might watch it. I might. I, I'm, I'm like, I, I, first when it came out, I was like, fuck this. Not watching this for shit. Because you got Lord of the Rings coming, too. I'm like... Lord of the Rings looks so much better than this one. Everybody's so hyped to watch a show about like a whole bunch of inbred people. And like they're nonsense. It just looks expensive. I think it's like that's literally what Targaryens are like super inbred. Like that's. Oh, you're talking about House of Dragons? I'm pretty sure that's. Yeah. Yeah, they are inbred. I don't know. I just. It's Game of Thrones. The Game of Thrones still holds some gravitas. Brothers and sisters fucking like, you know, like in like. What's his name? Like. Cersei and her brother, like yeah. we're just gonna see that shit all over again on that show. Like, mark my words. It just—it still holds a place in and culture. Jamie, that was his name, Cersei and Jamie. So it's like, let's just try. Let's let me try a taste. Like I know I went to the restaurant and you gave me food poisoning, but hey, I went there seven times before and I never got food poisoning. So maybe I'll just try to go one more time. Maybe. I don't know. Let's That's try it. a certain kind of fan. It's not going to hit the same. That's what I'm saying. Like, most people, like when I got food poisoning, I never went there again. And you might have a, you might have one out of the ten who'd be like, you know what? I have such a, a connection. I'm willing to let it slide that when that time they, I got poisoned there. I might. I just might. Yeah. That's not me, though. I might. And that's one of those shows where I might have to wait for the hype. Well, the hype they is going to be there. For, they got a new chef or, like... You know, they changed up the recipe or they did something. They got a higher, like, food grading, rating standard, like... The hype is going to be there. I mean... People are really talking about it in the neighborhood. And I'm like, all right. I mean, HBO up. laid off a whole bunch of their development staff, but I'm, I'm damn sure they didn't lay off a lot of their marketing staff. So, the hype will be there. <sighs> all righty, then. Let's I guess... Deep cuts, man. Let's get to these deep yeah, cuts. Yeah, let's get to deep cuts. Um... Once again, we introduced a new t- a new uh, 
a new segment into this called our top tier deep cuts where we're just going to give you guys a little taste of what we're listening to deep cuts meaning things that aren't mainstream subtweet <laughs> um and let us begin this is uh make the stallion from her latest album traumatized it's called red wine Again, that was Red Wine by Meg the Stallion, bitches. That was vulgar. It was very vulgar. <laughs> That's what I expect from Meg <laughs> She she you hear how she was kinda on her uh she was kinda on her doja cat right there. A little bit. A little bit. Alright. What you got for us? Uh I got a song by uh artist, her name is Spelling. Uh, it's called Hard to Please, the reprise version. Like I just, my friend put me on her. We went to see her at a music festival. It's called um, Desert Days in San, San Bernardino. She's great. I love her music. Let's get it. Mm.
I appreciate that. Yeah, it was good, man. I love her music, man. I have a couple of two of her vinyls. Those synths are crazy. Those synths go hard. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Spelling, spelling, man. Do you know spelling? who produced that? Three, three O's. I have no clue. I have no idea. Good God, that was good, man. Those synths were hard, dog. Telling you, man, she's an amazing performer. I saw her in concert, bro. I was just blown away. And that's the reprise, so that, for, that was kind of long for a reprise. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm telling you, bro, that album has some cuts, and her like latest album has some serious cuts. My goodness. Yeah, that was a good pick. That was a good pick. You like those like sense, man? Shit. I like sense, bro. Sense are my jam. Yeah, I don't know. I can't see a producer. There's no producer here on Genius. Maybe it's somewhere. Maybe Tidal has it or Spotify. I don't know. Yeah. Anywho, let's go ahead and uh, let's close this out. Um, Everyone, thanks for, thanks for We're here the whole time, man. Thanks for chilling us, chilling with us today. This is Wednesday's episode of Top Gear Podcast, August 17th, 2022. Thanks for coming to hang out with us, and uh, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys for Monday's episode. Yes, sir. Keep it top tier, bitch ass. Peace.